Greetings and salutations. Get your tradebacks, comics, and smartphones out as we discuss one of my greatest creations on the Hell Club Boycast. What? Got what wrong? Well, you only paid for one take. Vinny, take the man's money. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. I'm Danielle. And I'm Matt Schrackbein. Whoa, the letter hack is in the house. Yes. Hello. Matt is back. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, Matt. Sure, yeah. Thanks for having me, especially for this particular episode. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we'll yeah. get into it. We'll get into it. I want to come back around to that comment. But uh, this is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. And now Danielle is going to tell you all about it. No, Julian Zama is going to tell you all about it. Okay, listen up. This is what you're going to do. You're going to read what John, Aubrey, and Danielle tell you you have to read. Then you're going to listen to them talk about it. Then you're going to send a hey, you then, guys. That's an email or a comment on social media. And then you're going to listen to them talk about what you commented on and that's friendship and that's the book though back to you john oh wow very good (laughs) awesome i love that 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 was awesome awesome. thanks man thank you for sending that in that made my day i think that's the first time that anyone's done that where they've sent in (laughs) they send in themselves doing that part i would like everyone to do this yes please yeah thank you julian zamos book club member absolutely thank thank you you so much And then also, at the beginning of the episode, we had the intro from Billy Hines. He sent in two last month. Okay. Thank you so much, Billy. That's awesome. Thank you, Billy. We really enjoyed that. Book club member. I love those. Y'all are so creative and fun. I have a shouts-outs for this week. Oh, shouts-outs. Shouts-outs. Yes. uh, I want to shout out Matt Strachvine, the Letterhack. He's he's on the show right now. We're shouting you out. Oh, hi. Okay. We're shouting you out. Great. Uh, and book club member. Yeah, yes, book, club member. book club member and guest host. You've been such a big part of the podcast. Yeah. There's uh-huh. a big chunk of episodes that you're like on every single week. So uh, yeah. that's really cool. Um, I feel like we wouldn't have been able to do this. Right. Probably without him. <laughs> you gained a lot of momentum. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad that you're back on. And also, I saw today that you had 50 interviews this year or something wow. like that. Yeah, I hit 50. Wow. Actually... Congratulations. And, and that's already outdated. I do oh. interview number 56 tomorrow. Wow. Wait, in one yeah. year? In less Since than a year? February. Oh, <laughs> wow. So that's like more than one a week. Yeah. So it's like I'm, I'm researching like three people a week sometimes. And Jeez. it's a lot, but I'm having a lot of fun. Awesome. And that was like a real landmark. Well, nice. congratulations. Yeah, very cool. Thanks. We're very happy for you, very proud of you. That's amazing. Tell yeah. our listeners a little bit more about your channel. What do you got going on over there? What do you got going on over there? I'm trying to make it unique. It's not just an interview show. I draw my guests live. I love it. So not only am I interviewing all these people, but like I'm drawing them while talking to them. And so it's a real challenge and like focus. Right. Mm -hmm. So I start off every interview by being like, tell us about yourself. Right. Like in the hopes that they'll just go on and on and on and I can get the drawing over with (laughs) and then do like a legit interview. But anyway, I primarily interview people who are in left wing independent online media. And I structure the interview so that the questions evolve for every interview based on previous replies and Mm. uh, discussions. And so it's like an ongoing, it's become this ongoing research project about what online media is, but also like how and why. And I want to get personal with people as to how they do it and why they do it and like what motivates them. Because we, 
you know, like it or not, we live in a very front lines world and you need as many alternatives for where you get the news as possible because it's important to have like a diverse group of opinions. And so, you know, I'm providing people with alternatives to to the mainstream or corporate news, but I want to I want to make it more in depth than just here's this person. Check out their channel. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's what we got going on over there. But it also nice. has a lot to do with comics. Like I was listening to um, <laughs> I was listening to your book club members episode today. Yes. yes. Thank you. And Ross Radke mentioned a comic called the He-Man Effect. I interviewed the guy who made that book just a, a month ago. His name is Box Brown. I interviewed him about that comic book. Oh, wow. That's really awesome. So we've got a lot of that kind of stuff going on, too. So it's that's why I'm saying I'm trying to make it unique. It's not just an interview show. It's, you know, there's a lot going on over there for politics, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, it's you, right? So you're the letter hack, and so anything that you're into is kind of game to talk about, you know? So that's, that's really cool. That's basically it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, congrats, man. That is so cool. And uh, if you're not already subscribed, you can check the show notes. You know, Matt's also done like a cool social media banner for us. It's me and a bunch of different superheroes and Jedi <laughs> and all this stuff. Um, so good. I look at that all the time and I'm just like, man, this is so cool. Check the show notes. Subscribe to the letter hack if you haven't already. You had Mark Tweedo on over there. That was awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the best. Like he and I can just go on and on and on talking. But I got to tell you, he is way too modest for yeah, me yeah. I, I told him that like <laughs> to his face and he needs to just embrace the fact that he is like the authority on a lot of this stuff especially in the hellboy universe but oh, comics yeah. in general yeah and i just i wish yeah anyway too modest <laughs> yeah we love mark awesome yeah i'll link that interview also in the show notes all right we're gonna go on to our listener feedback listener Feedback. feedback. Listener feedback. <laughs> you read a story. We talk about it. You hate them guys us. And it's a book club. Get we got a hate them guys from Billy Hines. Billy Hines. Book club member. Hey, Erfartamen Hyungs. I think it's hey you damn guys. Yeah. No, I got that. I don't know how to pronounce it though, and I don't want to be offensive. Funny to hear my words read out, but nice to participate. It's nice of you to participate. Yes. Yes. My comments about Danielle being a supernatural justice warrior were in a relation to a lot of instances where she plays almost devil's advocate over and over for witches. Werewolves and vampires, but never Nazis. No, because they're the worst. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Werewolves are great. <laughs> you did it right there just got look i will defend them forever just got past all the weird tales episodes wow, wow. Danielle... you hated those ones you hated the weird tales i did i hated them danielle's radio voice was great oh thank you you did like a Thanks, little friend did i there i don't remember this at all where you did like a hey i have yeah. oh, like a transcontinental <laughs> there you go yeah you, know, you did that accent i have no memory of any <laughs> I, as everyone knows i have zero memory of anything that we do i vaguely remember that i have no memory <laughs> as aubrey alluded to a female voice made it great due to a lack of bass like the old radios very funny 
Thank you. I'm glad that I could amuse you. (laughs) One thing I don't think I've heard reference to is how Mignola said several times that he really didn't want to get into all this continuity. Okay. Wow. Well, you've done this, so... (laughs) I think like the one thing he's probably known right. for most other than his art. Yeah. He was trying to tie up the whole continuity and get back to doing little folklore-based stories, but then never manifested. Ironic that he wanted to get away from the big story and managed to become the architect of one of the best comics has seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. really. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend his Zombie World series with Pat McCune. A total joy, in parentheses there. That's nice. And also his Conan story, which includes... Frogs. Yes, I, th- oh, I think nice. I've read that one. That two issue Conan. Have you read that one, Matt? It's uh, it's got the Mignola covers and yeah. I wrote a letter in about that that got published, and and I was like, really, frogs again? More frogs? <laughs> Listen, I was like, he's... haven't we seen enough of that already? And and they were like, whoa. Look, he's got frogs. He's got. I was Chris, my only critical letter ever. I think he's got his special interests, and that's that's fine. I'm happy for him. Lastly, attached is a sketch of Mignola drawn by Bill Sinkevich for fun. I remember him having a hoop earring, but I might just be thinking of his gray mouser. (laughs) Watching the Mignola documentary recently, I was struck by how his smile is all over his 80s comics. Hellboy doesn't have a smile, just his personality. Keep up the good work, you damned guises. Billy, book club member. Yes. Thank you, Billy. That's awesome. Thanks again, Billy. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, thank you. Always great to hear from you. We also heard from Julian Zamo again. Julian Zamo. Again, book club member. Yes. He said, hey, you damn guys, I attached an audio for an intro and an explanation of what the book club is all about. Yes. Hope you like it. For the record, pun intended, I actually recorded them before you asked for more in the last episode. Oh. I was just waiting for the Kashi episode to send them in. Mark told me you guys were reading this next. Uh-huh. Him and Mark are talking about the okay. about the episodes. Okay. That's awesome. He's waiting for his chance. Yes. <laughs> so he did send us an intro also, so that one will be on oh, uh, lovely. next month. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're getting a little backlog here. I love it. Keep saying him in. He said on Castle Full of Blackbirds, I think it's one of the weaker minis we've gotten. The story is a bit too hard to follow at times. Mm. And after seeing the sketchbook, I think the pencils looked better before they were inked. The pencils looked very good. Right. Yeah. Interesting. But I still look forward to what's next for these characters. Always down for some witch stories in the Hellboy universe. I really enjoy what we got about Hecate here. That page of just her title's names was a highlight. Oh, great. (laughs) Yeah. And also the discussion about her. We love a bit, don't we? Yeah, we do. I love a bit. It is good. A well-executed bit. And also the discussion about her you had at the start of the episode. But I'll save my many thoughts and theories about her and Urshagol for after you guys read Miss Truesdale. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Okay. Have any of you read Miss Truesdale? Yes, I've read it. John's read it. John has read it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I don't read things until we do the thing. So (laughs) I get so I get so nervous I'm gonna let something slip because when you start talking about this universe, it's really hard to be like, Oh yeah, that hasn't happened yet, you know, because it's starting to overlap for me. Yeah. So okay, I'll I'll be tight lipped. (laughs) <laughs> after having read this one here yeah but yeah, uh, yeah. good job asking there man yeah because i'm sure that that would come up he said i tried to send this entire message in my voice but after seeing the amount of takes i had to do for those brief messages <laughs> to be intelligible as a non-native speaker who often gets tongue-tied in his native language 
<laughs> I think I'd rather stick to relying on you guys to read my thoughts with your wonderful voices. Aww, you sounded great. You. Yeah. And oh, yeah, I, I thought you spoke incredibly well. Yeah. So that was really lovely. P.S. About halfway through book club members listening to Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom. Remember Ooh, when we did that? Yeah, that was another one. Mignola one. I don't remember that. <laughs> But probably way further along when this episode drops. Can't wait to listen to and potentially write to you damn guys weekly. Yes. Also, I was going to send you a meme I made as part of the first <laughs> message. It's relevant to the discussion. It's about Edward and Hell. Okay. I know podcasts aren't the best medium to show memes, but feel free to post it in your social well, he media. Well, put it in the social media. Uh, but so the meme that he sent me, it's the cover of Acheron. I love it when people describe a meme. Yeah. Well, it's not really a meme, I guess. I don't know. He took describe the, it. He took the cover of Acheron uh-huh. and the kind of font that it is. Yeah. And he put flying naked guy. Amazing. Because Hellboy says that at one I mean, point. Flying naked guy. So he's not wrong. <laughs> it was pretty good. It like is that. good. It's good. I'll post it on our social media. Thank you. We also heard from Sean Rigsby. Sean Rigsby. Book club member. Hey, everyone. I recently rejoined Instagram and I found your page. I'm oh. listening to episode 165 right now. This is my first pet. This is my first podcast I'm listening to from you. And I have to say my response. Oh, my God, I found my people. I found my tribe. I've been a Hellboy since Next Men 21. Oh, That's why go. it's a book club. Nice. I'm looking forward to a lot of interaction with you in the middle. I'm in the middle of work right now. I will send an email with pictures of someone in my collection. I think you guys and gal will like it. Yay. Yes. Awesome. Sean, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Sean. Looking forward to hearing nice. from you. Oh, you can read the next one, too. What's 165? What is 165? Nobody knows. That's the thing. Is that <laughs> nobody knows. And there's no way to find out. Keep going. I bet it'll be in the show notes. Mm. And no one had to do any work to do that, though. That's the, It just magically Magic, appears there. It magically happens. We don't have to express our appreciation for anyone that does that either, which is great. We also heard from Devin Everart. Devin Everart. Book club member. I've been listening to the podcast since 2019 and somehow never got around to thanking you for all the marvelous work you do. When I found the podcast, I read through Hellboy, but it was through you that I discovered and read the rest of the Mignolaverse. Ah, Mm. I love that. I can't think of a way to adequately express my gratitude for having exposed me to my favorite stories tied with everything Tolkien. Oh, awesome. Uh, recently, I started a new job that allows me to listen to podcasts and audiobooks. I'm working through the Love handful of podcast episodes I've stashed before starting a re-listen. Tonight, I was listening to the episode about Frankenstein New World. Uh. Frankenstein Underground. <laughs> <laughs> and was delighted to hear that you guys enjoyed the strange creatures so much. Whenever I'm reading anything sci-fi or fantasy, I always get distracted by the creatures and start to wonder about... The wildlife. I mean, just yeah. think of all the life birds one could get get in a thousand year post Ragnarok Earth. Yeah, wow, yeah, that's a lot. Well, and dino birds too. Yeah, it'd be I a guess. lot. Yeah, it'd be a lot. <laughs> I'm excited. The ecosystem would be exciting. I'm excited. Looking forward to my re-listen, and will attempt to write in more as I progress through it. Thanks again for all you guys do, Devin Everard. Aw, nice. Oh, that's very thank you. sweet. A re-listen. Jeez. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, that's intense. I don't. I don't, wow. I don't even do a re-listen. Looks like episode 165 was Atron. The episode that we had with you last time. How so. about wow. that? Awesome. How about last it? Last Christmas, wow. right? Yeah. It was about last this time. Christmas, yeah. We read <laughs> 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 was it really that long ago? Wow. I love 
I just I love how people write in and say episode one sixty five. Like, like you I'm guys supposed are like, to know oh, the yeah, fuck that obviously means. That's... <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. One sixty five, my favorite. <laughs> okay. That was a good year. <laughs> that was a good year. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's very sweet and thank you for your appreciation and that's very touching. Yes, yes. thank you. The fact that we've impacted anyone's life in a positive way with this dumb dumb <laughs> dumb fucking thing that we're doing is great oh it's fun it is fun it's fun it's, it's fun. friendship it's friendship we also heard from matt corbin matt corbin book club member yes <laughs> he said hey book yeah, club so sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> he said hey book club i read everything hellboy over, over the last couple of years and discovered you guys as i was considering a reread and also picking up the web of word video game yeah so glad to have found folks who love the characters like I do. You've got a new dedicated listener. Aww, a lot awesome. of new people like discovering the podcast. Thank you. So, awesome. That's sweet. Regarding our episode from last month on Castle Full of Blackbirds, we heard from Jerry Turnbull. Jerry Turnbull. Book club member. Yes. Jerry said, Kevin Nolan is one of the nicest guys in comics. Mm. Absolute gentleman. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nolan, um, if you uh, check out our last episode... I got to talk to Kevin Nolan. He let me annoyingly record him <laughs> at the con, and uh, he was very sweet about it. So, so sweet, that yes. was a lot of fun. I hope you guys liked that. Did you listen to that, Matt? Yeah. Why do you think you were annoying him? He just know. says that. I don't know why he says that, <laughs> because obviously he wasn't annoyed at all. He was. Uh, you got to go for it. He, he was yeah, fine. You yeah, go for it. Yeah. Fine. I was glad that I was able to get that clip. Well, um, you have social skills. You're not going to yeah. bother someone when they clearly don't want to be bothered. Uh, That's not something you'll do, so. So, yeah, I'm still getting You were that. very respectful of his time and space there. Yes. I think that's fine. Jerry also said, nice to hear Billy Hines on the podcast. He's yeah. a good pal, even though he lives in Shudder, Aldriki. What is that? I don't that? know what the oh, fuck I, that I, means. I, I looked that up and I completely is forgot. Is that just like a local reference <laughs> yeah, that so. we're supposed to understand? Because we don't live so. there. So. But I like that he put Shudder. Anyway, yeah. that that's funny. lost on us. I'm so sorry. If you live in that area, I'm sure... That was funny <laughs> for you, so I'm so glad. I thought it was funny, it even is though funny. I have no idea I'm what sure it is. It, I'm sure it's, it would be funny. I, I, I Google it, and it's Edinburgh. Oh. Okay. I don't know. I guess, I guess it's funny oh. that he lives in okay, Edinburgh. Okay, so apparently it was a odd reeky is Scots for Old Smoky, a nickname originating from the days when smoke from open coal and peat fires hung over the city like a fog. I'm sure that's oh, probably not wow. why. I'm sure it probably has something to do with... Do you know what I'm saying? The way that we hate Dallas? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's probably that. It's just probably no fucking reason. It's funny. I think it's probably more like that. Thank like, you, Jerry. Fucking Dallas. I can't believe you're from Dallas. Ugh. You know. Um, we also heard from Mark If you're Tweedo. listening from Dallas, I don't mean it. And I love you All right. specifically. All right. I love you specifically. Yes, we do. We also heard from Mark Tweedell. Mark Tweedell. Book club member. Yes. Hmm. He said, what an epic episode. Uh, I'll have to do feedback later as there's so much I want to say. Everyone's saying stuff later. Just say it now. Just say it. I do want to say that Angela Slatter is a local writer. Okay. And she's got a penchant for writing complex witches. She's got a penchant. When I heard that she was writing Sarah Mae Blackburn, I was thrilled. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you guys were being facetious for the fun of it, but in case you weren't, the titular Blackbirds were the students. Ms. Brooks' students. They were the blackbirds. Oh, okay. I'm sorry they weren't literal birds. <laughs> Danielle must have been I was expecting more birds, to be honest. <laughs> to yeah. be fair. Not allegory. <laughs> we also heard from Parvis Artwork. Parvis Artwork. 
book club member. Yes. Hey, you damn guys. Hell yes, I would love to go to Hecate's school for gifted witches. Oh, yeah. Did you know I discovered something interesting that you may not know, but the students were the Blackbirds. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I personally thought that was interesting. I just yeah. thought I'd share that with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Another thing you might not know, Please. that guy Mark Tweedale is a very good friend of mine. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. I tell that to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Between you and me, and don't tell him this, but I think he's swell. Yeah. I think I think kind of all of us are Mark Tweedo's good friend. Yeah, are we? He gave me a birthday present. I, you know, I'm not confident he feels that way, but I do. Uh. <laughs> what are we doing here? We also heard from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan, book club member. I was talking about my Halloween list last mm. time. All the Halloween movies that I watched. Okay, Christopher he's, Egan he's said. He said, Trick or Treat rules. It was shot in 2006 and it was supposed to be released in 07, but it was shelved for seemingly no reason. And rather than getting a theatrical release, it got direct to Blu-ray in 09. And people didn't talk about it until 2010. So I sat around waiting four years for it to come out because I'd seen the trailer. I'm glad it finally came out. Um, That one was good. I do recommend that one. It was fun. He said, Conjuring 1 is the best. Annabelle creation is great and scary. I love Annabelle Comes Home. It's like R-rated Scooby-Doo. It is like that. It was like that. <laughs> All right. That was the third Annabelle, I think. La Llorona is definitely the worst entry, and it shoehorns in the priest from Annabelle 1. None 1 is also bad. None 2, pretty good. I just watched that one. It was pretty good. Uh, not great, but better than the first one. Conjuring 3 is also a thumbs down for me. Okay. <laughs> Conjuring 3, it was all right. I thought that one was fine. We also heard from Ross Radke. Ross Radke. Book club member. He said, I've been too busy to type up a proper Hey You Damn Guys for a while, but I'm honored to have a cameo in every episode you post this month. Because <laughs> uh, he was in that Halloween thing. Do you enjoy that, Matt? Did you catch Ross in there? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> he And Ross is also a good friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. You guys though. put out a comic together. Yeah. You know, um, we were talking about that. I don't know if it made it into the episode. We were talking about how he's never really been on with anybody. But then we were like, oh, both of you guys were on for Milagro. Yeah. Right? Yep. But you guys had obviously talked before then, right? Yeah, we met at Rose City Comic Con. Oh, yeah, that's right. Aw. And hung out with Kevin Hanna. Yeah, that's awesome. And Nathaniel Green was there, too? Yep, and Nathaniel was there. Yeah, and we went to, uh, what was it called? Gigantic Brewery at Hellboy Beer. Yeah. Wow. And then you yeah, met. It was awesome. You met up with. You've met up with us, and then you've met up with Wes, right? And Andrew Craddock. Mm-hmm. You've met the most book club members of anybody. I would love an opportunity for all of us to get together yeah. somehow, the regulars. But I, there's I, nothing ever comes down here. Yeah, there's right. No... <laughs> we were Wes and I were talking about that, but but when I was hanging out with Wes, we were just walking around the con, and I said, you know. I secretly hope that John is real jealous that I met you because now I've definitely met the most people. You have, yeah. In the club. Yeah. That's nuts. It would be hard to catch up. (laughs) Most IRL meetings in the club, I'm going to make you a little, like a little medal. Oh, yeah. That's great, right? (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for the listener feedback. Um, we're recording a little early in the week this week, so if you didn't get it in, a lot of people try to get it in on before Friday, but yeah. uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We've so. got a lot of stuff going on. So we'll make sure to get to it next month. We will. All right. Now we can go on to our next segment. What do you see? What do you say? Yes. What are you seeing and saying, John? 
Okay, I got a couple things. Okay. Um, the Hellboy Web of Word game. You were playing uh, that. Yeah. I talked about it a little bit uh, on Book Club members last week, but I want to talk about it. I, I'm really enjoying it. You know, I also have to say, like, it uh, it is a very indie indie house game. You know what I mean? So janky. It, it's a little janky. It can be, okay. you know, at times, but but you're enjoying it. I'm still enjoying. You're like it, you're playing you know? that. You're just it's it's playable. I will say the the one thing the only real criticism that I have okay. is um I need a map. Yeah. You okay. know, like if uh if I could pause it and it could show a map or if like, you know, it had that transparent map that sometimes hovers in the corner or something like that. Mm-hmm. That would be so helpful because because it is kind of an indie game, a lot of the <clears throat> the levels are individually different, but within the levels, a lot of it looks kind of the same. Mm. And so I get, I already have a terrible sense of direction <laughs> to begin with, um, without being in a video game where all the environments look very similar. Sure. And so it's just kind of like, I get lost so easily. I spent so long on the second <laughs> level, just wandering around, <laughs> like trying to find where I was supposed to be. And I kept uh... backtracking and ending up here and ending up everywhere than what I, anyway. So that was the only thing that's been frustrating so far. I really like the controls. I think it's a lot of fun. The Hellboy moves are fun. You fill up the right hand of Doom okay, meter nice. to do a big super move. Nice. You know. Um, Is there a big boom? The voice acting from Lance Reddick. So far, I haven't seen a, okay. a big boom. The Lance Reddick, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, The voice acting from Lance Reddick is really fun. You know, he does a really fun version of Hellboy, R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, cool. The story's good. You know, he goes and when he goes into the BPRD, all the different people that are in there, I wish they were the people from the comics. Right. Like, it's just like oh. randos. Like, yeah. it's like, uh, I, for, I don't even remember Brought what their a bunch names of randos. are. Why, why did they do that? One of them looks exactly like Sidney Leach. Why did but they it's, do that? But it's not him. It's, it's not your it's boy? It's something else. And I'm like, Leachy boy, huh. where you've been all my it's life. It's not your boy. <laughs> but then it's not him. Why did they do this, do you I think? I don't know. What is the reason? What's uh, the reason? Yeah, I, I don't know. Probably. But I'm enjoying that. And I highly recommend getting it. And even like, um, even if you're not sure that you'll, I, I don't know. I think it's it's very reasonably priced. And I feel like we should be supporting this game. You know, yeah, because you as, want more of as it. As Hellboy fans, sure. you know and whatnot so or else we'll be like stuff. well we're not gonna make another one of these yeah yeah exactly sure matt are you are, are you playing any games do you play video games nope don't <laughs> i i just never have i used to sit around and watch my friends play them and i was like okay wow i i don't you never I'm got into it, it at any point at any no, stage I, in your childhood well, yeah, I mean, the original Atari, and I think somewhere around Nintendo 64, I was like, I could be spending my money on comics. Why am I doing yeah. this? But um, I also have like an addictive personality. And some of these video games, I hear people like, you know, I used to work with people who are like, oh, man, I was up till dawn playing this game. I right. just can't stop playing it. And I'm like, that would be me. So oh, I'm not yeah, going to do yeah. it. <laughs> Have you have any of y'all ever stayed up super late playing a game? It's been a while, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Have I ever stayed up late playing a game? Yeah, like till dawn, like what Matt's talking that about. That used to be the every single day yeah. of my life. <laughs> that was my whole entire deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's not lying about that. No, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah, that's I've the thing. I've got the ADHD. <laughs> I've got that. So I'm doing that for a long time. And then, you know, I started to get uh obligations and hobbies social <laughs> yeah so yeah i you know because you know when you're doing stuff you can't, there's no time to do any of that anymore so yeah, yeah it's good yeah. it's a good thing people now people are like did you play this video game i'm like absolutely not <laughs> no 
I can't. Um, I have the opposite problem where I buy games and I don't play them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have such a backlog of games that I, you know, that I'm like, oh, this is good. It's got good reviews. I do all the research on it. It comes out for cheap. I buy it, and then I'm like, no, I, I hate just to don't s- get around to playing. I it. hate to say this out loud. If I hadn't had Animal Crossing in 2020. I don't know what would have fucking happened. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah for real. Yeah. Animal Crossing was great. When I when I was more actively playing video games, I used to like buy games all the time, and it'd be like, "You're not allowed to go buy any more video games until you play all of these." Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I needed to do. You know, what I fucking got into only recently, which is so weird because it's been going on for a long time. Stardew Valley. Okay. Yeah. I can't. And I. That's. It's a problem though. I believe like it's three in the fucking morning. I have work soon. Yeah. I have to put <laughs> this down. It's not good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been into a game like that. I used to do a lot of PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no good. No good. <laughs> that's that's even more of it's a... It's no good. Yeah. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> um, we also saw the Marvels. We went and saw the Marvels. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. I, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I think... think if you're if someone's like... Come see this with me, and you're like, I don't know about this. Uh, just go in there thinking of it as just like it's just a one-off '80s movie. Yeah, and you will enjoy the shit out of it because it's just a goofball, fucking goofball movie. Yeah, okay. It's yeah, it's just a fun, funny, weird, goofy, whatever movie. And it was I good. Think it's just no stakes. I enjoyed just that. Look yeah. at it; it's fine. So you don't actually have to watch like uh, Miss Marvel to appreciate this movie. I don't think so because they just really dumb it down. They're like. Here's a flashback of this character's origins, and you're like, "All right, yeah, you get it. <laughs> you know, you get I it. Who so. gives a fuck? They okay. treat it very much like it's just a goofy '80s movie with no stakes. It's very silly." Okay, well, no, it's just funny because like earlier today, I was talking with a friend, and it's just like, it just feels like they keep releasing more and more stuff, and like I don't want to watch all this stuff just no. to go watch this one movie. No. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to watch any more of them at all. But <laughs> like, John was like. I'm gonna go see this. Do you want to go? I'm like, I'll go to the movies. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, I'll yeah. go to the movies. Let's get out of the house and hang out together. I don't. And I don't want to send him to the movie theater by himself. I want to hang out with him, right? So, like, yeah, I'll hang out with you. And plus, we got to see the Nicole Kidman. Say, that's what he said. He actually, he was like, "You'll get to see the Nicole Kidman AMC thing." And I'm like, you know, I am oh a sucker God. for that. Somehow, heartbreak, heartbreak feels good, good in a place, place like this. Like this. So I went just like a fun day at the movies, you know, like you used to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I, I instead was like, "What's this going to be?" I don't know. And I was, I'm glad I, I'm glad that I just treated it like I don't know what this is going to be because yeah. I really fucking didn't. I didn't watch anything or read anything. I don't care. So if you go into it with just zero hopes hanging on it, it's, yeah, it's whatever. It's just a, it's just a silly movie. So yeah. just watch it for that reason. I think we also watched Over the Garden Wall. Okay, that's we the big ticket them. item for me yeah. because we Over watched, the Garden we Wall. It too. Fucking amazing. Have I'm you seen so that, Matt? sorry Have I haven't watched, watched it before now. It's no. incredible. Actually, like I'm I'm the kind of guy who will like binge everything on a streaming platform <laughs> and then drop it and pick up another one. So I'm okay. in between right now. So maybe I'll pick Hulu back up because right. that's where it is, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll pick it back up and watch it. Yeah. I, I mean, just got rid of Max. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Im- embarrassing how they they're like on max you can watch cnn football baseball all the home improvement shows from the learning channel and i'm like what why you just turned hbo into basic cable so i dropped it but i have a lot of um series that i watch on there yeah yeah well um, my 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 furniture and outfits 
shows that I've watched for just the furniture and the outfits. Yeah. And people being horrible to each other. I love that. You like those shows. So much. There's not, a lot of those. Let me be clear. It's not reality shows. It's all scripted yeah. shows. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Gilded yeah, Age yeah. and Succession and all that bullshit. I love it. I like it because my go-to background noise is Mythbusters. Uh-huh. They, yeah. Oh, I love that. They yeah. put all that on there. So that was part of the Learning Channel sure. stuff that they put on yeah. there. And so I was actually pretty psyched about that. But anyway, that's it's not worth subscribing for one show, but there's <laughs> enough stuff on there that we watch. I well, guess. they have a lot of movies yeah. on there. They got a lot of movies on there. Well, who does Over the Garden Wall? Probably. Isn't it Elijah Wood or something? Yeah, Elijah a, Wood is yeah, involved. And a, I want to say he's one of the producers, too, on it or something like that. He's one of the like main that. voice actors, one of the main characters. Yeah. It was really cool. And and like I said, it was... I was like, oh my gosh, Elijah Wood. It's so great to hear his voice. And John was like, what? That doesn't sound anything like that. I was like, it sounds exactly like Elijah Wood. It's just Elijah Wood doing his normal voice. What are you talking about? Uh, the director was a Nate Cash. Okay, I don't I don't know anything else that he's done, but it was great. It was great. And I feel like we should be talking about this with um with Mark on. He's gonna be listening to this like, ah, I want to talk to you about this. I've been telling you to watch this for a year. Yeah, I'm sure that we'll get a so lot of good. feedback on it yeah. um, now that we've watched it. But the the it's got music in it. The music is really good. Yeah. Um, the voice actors are really good. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey's slopping over here. Well, no, okay, because we were talking about it on the book club member a little bit last week, and you were like. Y'all, that song at the very beginning, y'all wanted it throughout the every episode. I yeah. wanted to watch it every episode. Uh, so I found this. Kathy and I have a uh, a shared music playlist, and I when the song came on, I like Shazam it and found it and put it on my playlist. That's sweet. Because yeah, it's a, a great good song. song. There are it's some really intros is. you just don't skip. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I and yeah. they they automatically skipped it for me, and I was like, why would you do this? But I guess they wanted it to be chapters, yeah, and not episodes, which I respect. But it was excellent. <clears throat> the um, I loved the overall aesthetic and vibes yeah you yeah know, good stuff. yeah it's definitely worth checking out um kathy and i our favorite character was greg and we were like wondering why does he have a teapot on his head yeah but i'm not gonna spoil it yeah no, no. don't i was also wondering that there's a reveal in the middle of it or near there, the end there are a lot of gradual little things peppered throughout it, and i'm like huh yeah and you're kind of like but and so for a little okay i don't know how well, much we should talk about this yeah don't spoil it well i'm not gonna but part of me felt like is this breaking immersion but why would they do that in the script unless it was on purpose and it's just so yeah it's it is because it's like it's it's you're trying to i don't know it's just i wish i could talk about it more but john's looking at me yeah so <laughs> i won't what about you aubrey anything uh, well, we also watched the Over the Garden Wall, but we watched uh, the new David Fincher movie with Michael Fassbender. Oh, we haven't the seen killer. that yet. We haven't seen that yeah, yet. That was great. That was really good. Music by Trish and Atticus Ross. Oh, nice, oh, nice, nice. Okay, yeah, we're gonna we'll probably watch it this we'll watch week. That. We haven't had time. We've been doing yeah, so much stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot. It, it was really good, and I, I'm gonna say I, I'm not sure what the last Fincher film I saw was, and I'm like, man, I love Fincher. Why haven't I seen all of his movies? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was great. But then, like you know, it was, it was on my birthday this past weekend, and so Kathy's like, "You can watch whatever you want." And so, happy birthday! Yes. Thank you. We watched Copland again. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, so good. I've never seen that either. It's on the Netflix. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. It it, it got panned when it came out in '97, and it, had it gotten better reviews or something, or more made made money, Stallone, I think would have stayed down that path a little bit longer, but it got panned, so we went back to doing action films. Oh, um, wow. But yeah, no, it's got it's Stallone, Harvey Keitel, uh, Robert De Niro, nice. Ray Yoda, Michael Rappaport. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Fuck. It's got a fun, a fuck ton of people in it. And it's written and directed by James Mangold. 
Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so that was fun. And then we also rewatched Dread, the Carl Urban movie. That's a great one. I yeah. love that movie. That's you seen a... that one, Matt? Oh, yeah. A few times. I love it. It's yeah. such a good never, movie. Never takes his helmet off. Oh, so good. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Pretty ballsy. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, but Carl Urban is just like... Carl Urban. He's amazing in just about everything he does. He's yeah. great. What about you, Matt? What have you been checking out? Well, first of all, everyone should check out David Fincher's TV show called Mindhunter. Love it. Never okay. seen it. Love it. Oh, we haven't yeah, seen okay. that. I had... He's been doing a lot of TV. I had to stop watching that show because it made me feel so... Yeah, messed up. Oh, there was really? a, yeah, I think think, you know exactly what episode it. I'm talking about. I did, and that was my problem. That's what that's what went wrong. Is it was so disturbing. It was so intense, and I was like, I don't think I should watch this anymore right. because I am doing something to my own brain <laughs> that's not good for my yeah, brain in yeah. particular, specifically me. So if you can handle it, that's great, and I think that's fine. Go for your life, fill your boots. But I was like, this is too much. How many episodes is it? It's two seasons, um, but there should have been a third. But Fincher's like, yeah, it's just too much work. Yeah, to work. yeah. wow. Yeah, I think you know exactly what episode I'm talking about. Most of the people that are listening to me, it just gets to be too much, and you're just like, I can't. Wow, I because, have to. I had to tap out because they're based on like the real life murders. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have to check um, that out. Uh, it's too much. <laughs> I also watched for Halloween. I watched something scary. It's a new series, but they've I. I believe there's like a couple of movies based on this from from before and one might have been like a tv or a cable movie but it's called the enfield poltergeist have you heard of this no, no i haven't the story goes that this house had a poltergeist okay i mean probably not but the way they made the show was so terrifying because they have hundreds of hours of videotape so the actors they reenact it they're very open about the fact that it's a set, right? And they do a lot of interviews with like the the people from the real life story present day. And they walk through the set and they're like, oh, wow, it's very accurate. But when there's a reenactment, the actors are lip syncing to the actual real to real tapes from back in like the 70s. And it is so well done. They are so talented because they have like children. And, and I mean, like, just imagine, like, the actors look like they're talking after a while. Right. And you're like, no, they're still lip syncing. This is amazing. <laughs> this stuff was really said. Like, wow. it's not re-scripted, you know, because a lot of times they take liberties with this stuff yeah, when yeah. they rewrite it for movies. But this was all actual. And we were like, like, normally Carrie goes to bed. My wife goes to bed. And then and then I'll be like, oh, I'll be up in a few hours. But I was like, I'll come with you. I don't feel like being alone in the house. And, I, you know, like, it's creeping me out. So. If you want to get creeped out, check out the Enfield Poltergeist. It's on Apple TV Plus. Okay. Um, and then I watched. Okay, so I've talked a lot about how I'm off of these comic book adaptations. I don't care about the movies and the shows. I I, I have tried to watch a few when they show up on streaming, and I'm like, this is terrible. I can't do it. I'll even like fla- fast for. I, I just said flash forward because I, I'm talking about. I'm thinking about the flash. Oh, that was I like fast forward these movies, and I'm like, this is all garbage. So anyway, <laughs> I'm off that. I just I'm I've been backed into the comic book purist corner, and I love it. Right, but <laughs> I had to check out this new series on Netflix called Bodies, which is from the BBC. And it's based on a comic book series by Cy Spencer, who passed away 
but um, he did a lot of 2000 AD and stuff like that. He's a very oh, good cool. British comic book writer. Okay. And I checked out the show because it's BBC and it's about like detectives. It's specifically about four detectives in different time periods investigating the exact same murder with the exact same victim. So like one from oh, like wow. Jack the Ripper days, one from like, you know, uh, World War Two and one from like the 2010s and then one from like the near future. It's fascinating. And so the reason why this is the best comic book adaptation I have seen in a long, long oh, time, wow. because when you have those different storylines from different time periods, it makes perfect sense to show panels on the screen like a comic book. Like if the detectives all realize something about the case at the same time, mm. decades apart, it's kind of cool to see it like comic book panels, yeah. like okay. to see them all on screen together. And so I was like, they're not forcing it. It's not gimmicky. It's part of the storytelling. So bodies, size Spencer, it's fantastic. And if you have the comic like I do, and you're a big nerd, you can open it up <laughs> while you're watching the show and show your spouse, look at how accurate the show is adapting this book. Yeah, yeah. They've lifted it from the page. It's so well done. It is so well done. So I highly recommend oh, that okay. in, in a world where I don't recommend literally anything else that's been adapted <laughs> from a comic book. And, 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 you know, I have, I have things that I like, but for the most part, I'm just over it. Yeah. But bodies was great. Okay. What did you think of, um, Sin City? Did you watch that? Yeah. I didn't like it. You didn't like it, but that was kind of, uh, what did, uh, nah, I didn't, uh, I feel, okay. So I hate I to put you on the side of everybody on things the spot. I don't like, <laughs> but well, you know what I mean? Like I rather talk about things I do like, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think with the Sin City movies, it was way too stylized. Whereas I, when I read the comic, I wasn't going, oh, wow, it's highly stylized. I was looking at the comic going, look at what they did with black and white art. Yeah. This is amazing. Look at how they drew rain. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? This is very cool. And then you look at like the movie and you're like, okay, this is a highly stylized movie. Right, right. Like, I, okay. I wasn't thinking about the comic. I wasn't like, oh, look what, look how they lifted that from the comic. I was like, okay, they're doing the comic. But yeah, yeah. I didn't get it. And I thought that it was, um, you know, whereas, like, there was a real, like, sense of noir in the comic. I, th I thought it was corny on yeah. the screen. I didn't get into it. There were parts that I was like, well, I don't know, it's okay. But a uh, full-length movie, and wasn't there a sequel? Yeah, there like was. Just, I never saw the sequel. Yeah, yeah I, just, never, I don't think I ever saw it either. Doesn't need to happen. Yeah, I, I just couldn't. I personally, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend the comic books. They're amazing. Yeah, no, I think that that's valid. That's a that's a valid point. You know, <laughs> you want your eye to rest on the page. You want to be able to read the comic and just get absorbed by a panel and be like, okay, now I'll read the rest of the book. But in a movie, it's just gone. It's moving past you. Yeah, it's yeah. over, and it's like. It's like, okay, now it's not some director who's deciding <laughs> not what if you, I'm going to look at. Not if you at. are in this house. But, I will but you pause know I mean? and like rewind. A, oh, man. It's a director deciding what I should be focused on versus me reading the book. I'll yeah. decide what you should be focused on. <laughs> I will. I'll pause it and talk to you about it as it's happening. You do like to do that. I love to do that. It's intolerable. <laughs> it's insufferable. I wanted to recommend a comic book to you guys, too. So you guys are fans of Justice League Unlimited, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have you read 
Justice League Infinity. I don't I think can't so. Say that no. I have no. Is that okay, is Justice that new? League? I think it came out in 2021. Might have okay. wrapped up early yeah. 2022, but you can get a trade now. It's by J.M. DeMattis and James Tucker, and illustrated by Ethan Beavers, who can do that Bruce Tim animation style perfect. Oh, wow. Okay. And so it's basically Justice League Unlimited as a comic, and it's fantastic. The Amazo, you know, the golden robot, he's mm-hmm. in it. Um, it's wonderful. And oh, wow. and it's uh there's a lot of Justice League international characters in it too. So nice, I highly nice. recommend you guys check that out. Awesome. And Mark Tweedale recommended a comic book to me when I had him on my show. Oh it's called Days of Sand by Amy DeJong. Have you heard of Days of Sand? Has he talked to you about this? I think I've re- I've seen something posted about it, but I haven't really looked into it. It's fantastic. It's about a, a young photographer from New York City during the Dust Bowl who's sent to Oklahoma to follow like a shooting script. And he's like, okay, this is my big chance. I'm going to be a famous photographer. And then he gets there and he's like, oh my God, it's devastation and death. And it's very serious. But the artwork is amazing because anybody else would have screwed this up doing like sandstorms that are really dark and muddy right and the, mm-hmm. and the way it comes through it's like you know how when dave dave stewart does grayscale there's still a lot of color in it yeah, yeah. not really grayscale so it kind of reminded me of that so anyway days of sand and justice league infinity two very different books but i think you guys would really appreciate both of them awesome right, thank, thank you. you man that sounds great excellent so now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week and this week, we're going to be talking about Kashi and Hal. We're going to be talking about the hardback trade, to be specific, right? So one thing that's cool about this, it's got some uh, a bunch of things that are in it other than the Kashi and Hal. So you want to go revisit episode 165 from last December and check out our discussion of Sir Edward Grey, Flying Naked Guy, or Acheron. <laughs> you know, there's a disclaimer about the hardcover. So if you didn't know this, or if I'm spoiling something. So in the hardcover, there is uh, extra material. Did you know this, Matt? The like epilogue? How did you find out about that? Did you just buy it and, and read it? or? Yeah, I can't remember. I'm buying like 150 graphic novels a year and reading <laughs> 10 new single issues a week. Wow. I think I just, I think I was like, oh, it's out. I'll order it. Right. <laughs> this is crazy. Because but... I... <laughs> I had a... I had read the issues, and so I didn't know that there was going to be something extra in the in the thing. So if you haven't checked out the hardback trade that came out, you can also get it on digital. Um, you want to check that out because we're going to talk about it. But we're not going to talk about Acheron. We had a discussion about that last year, so you can go check that episode if you haven't. But basically, during Hellboy in Hell, Ed Gray trapped a Legos in this building. In Acheron, Ed Gray returns. He tries to tell Legos that working for Pluto is dumb and he shouldn't do it. They have a big fight, and then Ed Gray transports them to his home, the Atron River in Hell. Ed Gray tells Legos how he became a husk, how he lost his humanity and was defeated by Rasputin. And then when Legos attacks, Ed Gray defeats him, becoming Ed Gray of Hell. And all the rivers come to recruit him, to take the hand of Lethe and leave his life behind. Ed Gray is about to go, but he stops himself. Wait, there's just one thing I have to do first. Right, and then it said, then we got the Kashi and Hell teaser. You like how I summed that great up? Great recap. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic because I mean, reading Kashi and Hell, it's like there's literally 100 single issue comic books that you would probably need to recap <laughs> to get it all. But that's the important part. That was the uh, yeah, very well done. Yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> all right, uh, Kashi and Hell was published from November to April 2023. 
written by Mignola. 2023, is that right? I don't it know. It came out earlier this year? You're asking the wrong person. Wow. What is November to April, that's right. Oh, yeah. November 2022 to April 2023. Thank you, Aubrey. I know that seemed weird. You're asking the um, wrong person when you're asking me this. Written by Mignola, art by Ben Stenbeck, colors by Dave Stewart, and letters by Clem Robbins. We got this issue one cover. Look at it. I love Ben Stenbeck. Yeah. It's so great to have another series from him, you know. I I liked Peter Bergting on Frankenstein New World, but I was also kind of bummed that we didn't get Ben Stenbeck back. But to get him on this book, I mean, this is incredible. Yeah. Somewhere in Hell, he does the Mignola rooftop yeah. thing yeah. so well, yeah. you know, in that first panel. Yeah, he really does. And there's that one lit window. And we get Kashi in a robe with some wine and a French book on animal anatomy. Kashi at Grey calls. Go away, ghosts. I'm busy. I love that. I just love yeah. being brought into this. This is what he does. He's right? like, fuck off. He's just in his pajamas, fucking drinking some wine, <laughs> reading a socks. weird book. And then the gym jams. Oh, he's got his socks. I love that. I basically stole this entire page for your five-year anniversary comic that Aww, I made. That's oh, that's right. Yes. Go I back and compare. That. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. When Kashi says, I'm busy, Ed Gray says, I can see that. And he looks at the bottles of wine. Mm. Gray tells Kashi that Hellboy is gone. I like how um, Kashi, one of the, they have a conversation about it, and one of the things that Kashi asks is, and he ended well? Oh, Like, yeah. he wants to know. Like, yeah. That, that, you know, I thought that was kind of sweet. Well, he he's like, I'm, he said, yeah, he did. And he goes, oh, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. He takes it a step further and says he's glad about that. I think that's good. He wonders what all this has to do with him. And Gray tells him that hell is left to him. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> I like the initial, when he's like, oh, Hellboy is gone. He goes, what does that mean? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that, what, what, what is anything anymore? Who gives a fuck? I yeah. love his whole deal. Because you would, wouldn't you, after all? You'd be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gray tells him that Pluto is coming and will destroy everything. And he's like, everything sure. has its time. Great. Do it. Why should hell be any different? Why not? Till then, there are 32 libraries in this house and a wine cellar that extends for miles. Pluto is coming to destroy everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get to reading and drinking. <laughs> Kashi reminds Gray that he is deathless. What ending do you imagine there is for me? He asks. I see the flowering of hell, Gray says, a garden born out of his blood, his sacrifice, and into every garden. Sooner or later, there comes a serpent. And Kashi's like, Gardener sounds like a very good job for you, Ghost. Mm. Too late for me, Gray says. I am all used up. Well, that panel okay. yeah. is incredible. I love yeah. that. When I was reading this, I was thinking to myself, like, literally these pages, I was like, why isn't this Hellboy? Like, they right. got to give me a good reason why Hellboy isn't here yeah. and it's Kashi instead. Yeah. Right. And this conversation alone, I was like, okay, this character needs stuff to do. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. something they left this yeah. open ended and he has a lot of stuff to resolve, which I know just from reading all this other stuff that's come before. And so I'm very glad that they did this conversation. Yeah. I know that that's not the main point, but right. I think this helps readers go. Because at any point, you could drop Hellboy into this story and it would work Yeah, yeah. instead yeah. of him. And so I, I love that they, they worked that out for me personally. Well, I love that it's... <laughs> yeah, for you personally. I agree. Yeah. I love that it's... um Well, Hellboy's gone and it's kind of this, oh, is there stuff after that? Yeah. It's almost this yeah. kind yeah. of, oh, okay, is there stuff after yeah. Hellboy's gone? And I that's, that is interesting. That's intriguing to me to be like, does this keep going? 
Well, does this it, keep going after you know? Does the book keep going after you finish reading it? Yeah, and that's what this is. It's just like, yep. Okay, I I, I think it's like creator sanctioned fan fiction or something. <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving yeah. it sincerely. When um when he says, "Well, I am the deathless," yeah. like it's like. A lot of times, you would think that that's just a title they throw out there, and then eventually the comic's going to end. But no, this guy is yeah, deathless. He's, yeah. So if he's deathless, it's a problem. The comic can't end. No. Yeah. He because he can't <laughs> die. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? Great. And so if you have a character that can't die, and you're running it through to the end until his the end of his story, well, then that could be a long ass time. The fuck yeah. Yeah. You know. So anyway, Gray asked about Kashi's goat. Kashi says he stopped looking because. What difference can a soul make in hell? All the difference, Gray responds. Never stop looking, Kashi. Piss off, ghost. Goodbye, ghost, he says. Piss off, ghost! He's freaking gone. See these rooftops on the bottom of this page? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're a lot less Manoa, right? It's like he was intentionally doing that style on the first page to help you settle into the world, and now it's more Stenbeck. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Well, I also see that as like I still feel it's very Mignola esque. I, I also but it feel is like more and, and they're going to talk about this. Hell is changing. Hell is changing. So are oh, we? Yeah. Are we also not seeing it like it's evolving mm. too? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's turning a certain kind of way. I also like how whimsical it is of him just floating. Yeah, there. I love that. That's a great <laughs> yeah. panel right I love it. there. It's kind of floating really nice. away a little bit. Gray goes back to the rivers. Ready to go? Yep. I Let's like. Go. Let's get I like it. how they're all there hanging out together. Yeah, they're all hanging know? out together. They call to him, Acheron. He goes to take the hand of Lethe. Look who it is! Yeah. It's your boy! It's the guy! I yelled when I read this page. <laughs> I yelled when I saw, it's the snake. You it... were the first person I thought of Aww. when I read this page. Yeah. I, and Okay, Aww. so this is, I can't read these fucking books anymore without thinking of, of the club. It's right. like a legit, <laughs> a legit club. Aww. And one of the best things about comics is sharing them with your nerd friends yeah. and immediately i was like danielle is gonna flip over this she's not gonna read this for a year yeah. or more and so i was like what's the next best thing oh let me text john real quick yeah and see if he's read it and he hadn't read it and i was like i'm alone i'm all oh. alone. and then i was like well mark tweedale read it like four months ago right because he's privated this stuff way ahead but anyway you were right i did freak out i freaked out so well, much, and I was like, "It's my, it's my guy, it's my yeah. snake." I have a tattoo of this character. Yeah. I mean, that's you know what I mean. This this guy, I love him so much. I, it was like seeing a celebrity. <laughs> I was like yeah. seeing a character I never thought I'd see again that I love with all of my heart. Yeah, and to yeah. have this very pivotal appearance. Yeah, from this really? snake was yeah. so. I can't even tell you what that meant to me. It's so special to me to see this page. So yeah, I was very yeah. It was a big deal for me. I feel it in the pit of my stomach somehow. Yeah. It's like as soon as yes. I saw the snake, anyone just reading this for the first time would be like, oh, a snake. A cute snake. But like if you know, then immediately you're mm -hmm. like, this was the perfect thing to do. You feel they it. They did it really the absolute is. perfect yeah. thing. You feel it. It's how the story goes. It's so magical. It's how the story goes. Yeah. And that's so fucking like you'd like, it's exactly what you said. You feel it in the pit of your stomach. I felt like someone, I felt like someone kicked me in the fucking stomach. I was like, oh my God, it's the snake. <laughs> yeah. So after we recorded this, the Asheron episode last year, I like I went home and I got this first issue and I read it and I was just like, "Holy shit!" And yeah. I texted John and he's like, "Nah," because he because you said that you were going to get into your backlog and you had a bunch of like stuff yeah. to read and I was just like, "Did you read it?" And he's like, 
Not yet. And I'm like, ah, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're all sharing it now together. Yeah, we're all sharing it now. Yeah, but it it intervenes at this very pivotal moment. He's about to take the hand of Lethe. And who could have done it but the snake? Acheron is a river. For all your damage, you are still Edward Gray. And he's like, that man is finished. Then he should go home, the snake Mm. says. He was an Englishman. Shouldn't his bones lie in England? And he kind of wraps him up and whisks him away. That's really cute. I love it. And the snake takes him back. You did so much good there. Now she wants you back. Yeah, I love this whole, the layout of the page where you see the tree there. I mean, so we're obviously um, alluding to the, what is it? The world tree, the new world tree, right? That's in England. That's what grew there. We also see that Kashi has left his cozy little, um, how long has he been there? You know what I mean? Like he's deathless. He doesn't need to sleep. He doesn't need to. Wonder how long he's there. Should be like a little dent in the couch or something. <laughs> um, so we also see that Ed Gray's speech worked on him, right? Because he he was possessed to get up. You know, his sword is all covered in cobwebs. I love that we take time to just kind of yeah. There's no. It's important yeah. that he's doing this and he decides to get up and yeah. all that. I, yeah, you're, I like the timing of it. You're right. It's very purposefully paced. Before he does it, I like how he's standing there looking out the window in his jammy jams. And then at the last panel, he's all dressed for battle. Oh, and yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. got his remote on. As he steps out, a crow and a snail observe him. I love them. Who is that? Kashi the Deathless. What does that mean? A long time ago, he chopped into pieces a dragon, put him back together, but hid his soul inside an egg, inside a duck, inside a rabbit, inside a goat. I'm afraid of dragons. So am I, but Kashi went on to kill dragons. We get some flashbacks of all his adventures here. Then he learned magic, fell in love with a witch, fought that witch, and then became her slave. He did a lot. He did. And some of those things were horrible. Oh, no. We get a flashback of him killing Vasilisa. That he's okay now, right? Right? What are you... Help! (laughs) My theory here is that he transported him safely to a tea party where they enjoyed some snacks together and our friends. I love this whole scene. It's a nice way to like recap, you know, what's gone on with Kashi. Yeah, it's super cute. I love it. Yeah. I love seeing all the the colors by Dave Stewart on all the little flashback panels are amazing. Kashi comes onto the scene... A man watches a puppet show. A puppet show, you There's say? There's always a puppet show going on. I've never hell. seen a puppet show in I, a single Hellboy comic ever. Do you remember when? Um, remember that time that Matt drew us as a puppet show? That was super cute. Yeah, yeah that, that was that's great. really great. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> the puppet show is showing the ending of Kashi the Deathless, which we discussed back on episode 109. I love it. This is the part where the Baba Yaga makes amends with Kashi after getting Hellboy's eye. She tells him she would give his soul back. But the goat ran away into hell. So I love this. And the puppet show, there's a, the little puppet birds flying by. Because in the in the issue, she's surrounded by all those soul birds. Oh, right. You yeah. know what I mean? So in the puppet show, there's the little birds. What's funny, so that's the end of Kashi, the Deathless miniseries. So the, and this is the first issue of Kashi in Hell. So the puppet show is a little behind. It's a little behind reality. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. It's playing out what's happening, but it's just like, you know, a step back. The man watching the puppet show is Mr. Jenks, and he's honored to see Kashi, and he whisks him off to meet Mr. Dean. All right, so you guys remember Mr. Dean and Mr. Jenks? I oh, do. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember these these guys. First, 
first illustrated by Stenbeck, right? <laughs> exactly. They're in a little panel on the in the Witchfinder series. Witchfinder. 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 You know, I I kind of want. Tell me if this is a dumb idea, Matt. But I kind of want to do an episode just on them. Like I, we haven't really done an episode where we just talk about do a topic. They warrant an entire episode. They've appeared so many oh, different yeah. times. It would be. It would be like a Hell Notes. Yeah. Okay. It would, okay. Right? Because I'd have to reference so many things. I'd have to go huh. back and find all the different times. Because they've popped up in Witchfinder. Interesting. They popped up in Hellboy and Hell and some other things. And they play a lot of different roles. And then mm. they pop up in here, too. Sure. Weren't they trying to make a map the last time we saw them? Yes. They did talk about that, right? Because they're, they're writing the definitive book of Hell. I like how when he brings him to dean he's like look who i found <laughs> because they're in hell so they got to find cool people every once in a while right you know what i mean i don't know i just thought that was a cute line and dean wishes they had more time they could do a chapter on kashi for their book the definitive history of hell i love this whole scene like jenks is still trying to talk to kashi as dean is pulling him into the you know right he's like into the basket mr jenks all of that i think is hilarious yeah that's good where are you going? He goes, I'll be honest with you, sir. Neither of us have, <laughs> have, have the, the faintest, faintest idea, idea how, how to operate this machine. <laughs> so I suppose, really, it will be for the wind to decide. Great plan. <laughs> and so, yes, they talk about that they're um, doing the map as well. The aerial view will show them things that they've never seen before. This book is very humorous. Yeah, There's a funny. lot of dry humor. There's something I want to point out later, but but the way he says, well... Good luck with that. Yeah. It's sort of like <laughs> what we've got nothing to lose. Why be serious all the time? We're in hell, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I think it's very funny. It's also a very Mignola line yeah. to put yeah, there. Totally. Yeah. It's just very like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, and I like this next line, and they were never seen again. Right. Damn. Yeah. It's very, yes. It's so, dark. but but I wonder, so will we see them again? Like, oh, it, yeah. it, like, uh, like, uh, like, is she telling us, like, that's it for them. You're not going to see them. Or is she just them. being funny? Or is she just being funny? Because I, I feel like we have to still see them again. They have to come back. I don't know why. Point. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've, I hope that that's not the end of them. I've said that about people before okay. when they walk away from like a party at, or <laughs> yeah. something, and I'm like, yeah, and we it's just never something you say again. <laughs> yeah. So last scene in Hellboy in Hell, it's the Spanish Bride. We get some nice recaps from there. We know that Gamori brought Pandemonium down around her after going mad from finding Satan dead. The Spanish Bride says that Gamori is so consumed with hate that it's eaten a hole in her. And through that hole, Pluto is coming to unmake all the work of Satan and his angels to make it chaos again. These recreations of the Mignola panels from Hellboy and Hell are incredible. Yeah. I when love you that. learn yeah. that you get to draw this panel, I know, yeah. you're like, okay. I like, right. yeah, I like we, the, the little demon going, ah! Yeah. <laughs> and we shouldn't forget that she basically took responsibility for guiding Hellboy's hand yes. through yes. a lot of this, right? So mm -hmm. it's good that she's recapping it. Yeah. Kashi prepares to head out there, saying he has nothing better to do. The Spanish bride's like, she's guarded by two great beasts. And he's like, it's never easy, isn't it? Like his whole, uh, I love his whole attitude about everything. It's just kind of like, well. I heard that in my head as, it's never easy, is it? Like yeah. it's just very, he's talking <laughs> yeah. to himself. He's loading up the things. He's like, fucking, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, sure. Great. Why not? I just hear that. It's just like, yeah, right. Yeah. He's like picking out the best boat. He's like looking at them all, right? Yeah. I just love it. It's so, there's so much going on. 
Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, I, I like business. Perfect. I love when business is going on. Yeah. I think yes. that's great. Yes. When you treat your characters like they're actors. They're not just standing around. In a movie. Yeah. yeah, like they're, you know, they would make choices and decisions. It's not just a wall of dialogue. There are things actually happening even though they're just having a conversation. I love that. The bride gives him her Order of the Fly ring. We've seen these a couple times. I think the Order of the Fly has been mentioned a few times in terms of demon allegiances. Kashi needs to say Atam S Ergo Rama once to wake it, a second time to set it free. So, like, I, I think we've seen that before in a different yeah. um, where the first time it starts buzzing, like yeah. when you say it the first time, and then the second time it like does some magic thing. Off you go. That's a great line. I like she's like <laughs> off you go. <laughs> this beautiful panel as Kashi sells off, really nice. And we see the Spanish bride in her true form. Yeah, so that's the thing with Hellboy in Hell is people, when characters come onto the scene for the first time, they're how they remember themselves in life. And then eventually, they're how they actually are. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of times you'll see people and then on the next page, they're skeletons, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. If you just read the Atron issue, that happens a couple times in there. They show Jinx and Dean, and then they're skeletons, and then they show... Um, Amelia Dunn as well. And then she's mm -hmm. also a Skellington. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Wait, what's this? I have a mid-show Hey You Damn Guys. What? Mid-show Hey You <laughs> Damn Guys. Yeah, I got it right now. It's from Julian Zamo. Julian Zamo? Book club member. What's going on here? He said, Hey You what Damn Guys. What that sound? He said, <laughs> I, I know the feedback part comes after the episode is released, but here's a research assist. All right. I found the Spanish ballad in Kashi and Hell. It's taken from Upon These Seas and was taken from the book Spanish Ballads, translated by W.S. Mervyn. I haven't found the Spanish original, though. Here's the whole thing. Upon these seas sailing as fortune bore me, I came to foreign lands where none knew me, where no cockerel crowed nor hen called aloud, where the orange grows, the lemon, the citron, and the vase of rue stands guard over the creature. Ah, Julian, false betrayer, author of my troubles, you came into my gardens and you deceived me. Ah, you picked my flower. You plucked it grain by grain. Ah, with your delicate talk, and you deceived me. Ah, and the highborn as I was, they married me to Julian, the gardener's son, from my own garden. Ah, Julian, let us go from this unkind place. Let rain fall down from heaven upon us. Yeah. That's um, so cool. It is. It's awesome. Um, and, uh, and he mentions a gardener in it, which is kind of important to yeah, the story, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, relevant. You know, but you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't know that if you hadn't read the rest of the story, or the rest of the poem. Um, Julian Zamo says, when I found the rest of the ballad, it was a bit weird to see my name in it. Cool. I am no gardener, though. Yeah, I thought that was wow. cool, right? You're anyway. a gardener of friendship. Yes, Julian. you are. There you go. You're a gardener in other ways. But that was awesome. Thank you so much for the research assist there. I love this panel of her where she's just uh, chilling and smiling. Yeah. I think she's so pretty and well, just hanging out there. I think that, you know, she got to do something. Yeah, she you got know to what do I something. Mean? She, she got to do something and she's like, you know, this guy's doing a thing and... And even though all these horrible, these two great beasts or whatever. I just like that, like, because you see her on the shore as he's leaving in her lady form. Yeah. And then uh, seeing her in her gargoyle demon form, she's so much bigger. Yeah. She's just relaxing. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about her posture that uh, I just, it's nice. Yeah. Like she's it. content. Yeah. Over the poem... We get these panels of Kashi. He encounters this beast, and he stabs onto the side of it. So when he stabs onto the side of it, 
it reminded me of Hellboy in uh, in the island. Doesn't he quote Moby Dick and he stabs the side of this yeah, like yeah. Ergo Ham or whatever? He he quotes Gregory Peck. Yes, Gregory Moby Peck Dick. has Moby Dick. Yeah. Thank you for that, Matt. From hell, heart, I But that that reminded me of that. I, I felt like the and then there's a poem going on also while it's happening. I don't know. I just got shades of that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh yeah, same. So these great beasts um, that they show when they in, they talk about them uh, other times and they were I think they refer to them as the angels of destruction, right? So like when Hellboy's dad got the right hand of doom, like they sent the angels of destruction to destroy everything, and they looked like this. So I, I, that's what I'm assuming these are. I don't know. Maybe they're just giant eels. And Kashi, he wakes the ring one time. He says it one time to kind of drive those beasts away, the giant eels. And we get some great panels of him swimming down to find Gamori. I like how all the architecture of hell is just all cobbled. It's all fallen on top of itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so uh, one thing I thought was interesting in, uh, in the sketchbook section... Ben Stenbeck says that Pluto or whatever is infecting all of this, like her and this area with this like coral thing, right? So it's like growing all in there and then it's growing through her as well. So I thought that was pretty this, cool. This is just like you get to the end of this issue and you're like, that's issue one. How are they going to top that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's one of those where you're like, ah, they they end it right when you're getting to some, you know something great is going to happen. I love the change in palette. Instead yeah. of all being reds and oranges and fire and blood, it's yeah. all this cool, like it's all this greens and yeah. it's you know yeah. craggledy coral and very uh, good stuff. We get another great cover by Ben Stenbeck for issue two. So we open right on the confrontation with Kashi and Gamori. I like how she introduces herself as Gamori, Empress of Hell. Okay. Well, I like it. She's like, first, she's like, what's your name, fool? And he's like, I'd rather think the question is, madam, who are you? <laughs> if I smash a plate on the ground and say I'm the king of this plate, yeah. you're kind of like, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's anything. Like, I don't know what you think that means anymore. It's like, you're delusional, but do you mean to be? Because... Yeah. <laughs> Well, not that big of a deal. What are you doing? Well, what Kashi says... Why? Is... I want to be like, why? <laughs> why would you? Well, what Kashi says is, ah, oh, I thought so. I don't know if you recall, but we met years ago out in the desert. You were looking for a river of blood? No? No doubt you've forgotten because you've gone mad. That is what they're saying about you, you know? That you found that river, followed it to its source, here, pandemonium, and what you discovered drove you mad, and it was your screaming that brought this whole place down to ruin. He just calls her on it, just right there. You so, know, by the right? way, do you remember when the worst thing that ever happened to you happened? Yeah. I did that. I did that. I love how they're underwater, but he's standing in a pool of water. Like, yeah, I felt that that was something that was heavier than the water. Yeah, yeah, that was a oh, different yeah. substance that settled there. It's yeah. also Fuck. hell. So it's like a magic, it, yeah. weird thing. Yeah, I feel like it's a magic thing that's happening there. I don't know. For some reason, it reminded me of this one part in the 
series uh, Chronicles of Amber, where they go to the 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 reflection of the city and the river, and as long as they're like on the path, it's like they're walking around normal. But okay. if they get off the path, they're floating in the water again. Oh, oh wow! Interesting. Yeah. That's neat. Well, that reminds me. No, I'm <laughs> I don't have anything. Gamori says, Pandemonium will rise again. A new pandemonium. No. My pandemonium. Well. I love this weird reveal of, like, what that would become, mm. you know? Like, because if this coral from Pluto's infecting everything, then it would eventually, I guess. Be another thing. Shape this. Sure. You know, into whatever is happening here. <laughs> that reveal of the little pod that opens up. all oh, with good. The fly, with the fire over its head and everything. Man, mm. that's looks awesome, though. I like in the... Um, the second page here, the last page of the last issue, you see over her head the craggledy coral crown. Like it's, f- again, like that kind of like everything that used oh, to be yeah. flames is now this. Yeah. I think that's cool that they've replaced. <clears throat> so her crown is now made of this scraggledy yeah. stuff. So I think it is magic, obviously. It's all thorny. It's floating yeah. there the way a flame would be. Yeah. So I think it is that. That's what that is. It's Great all detail. this horrible magic, yeah. which I love. It's infecting her yeah. or whatever. Kashi is like, he warned me about you, your brother, Hellboy. The mention of that enrages Gamori, right? But like, they talk about her going mad, you know, and she's like, he stole everything. He murdered my uncle and my brothers, and none of that happened. And they even told her that none of that happened, but like, that's what people do when they go mad or when they start, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they they revisionist twi- yes yeah. they they revise things in their heads so that way this is what really happened and so anyway I thought that that was interesting like she she doesn't remember like even, I went even went back and read it and even when they tell her that she's wrong about that she doesn't believe them the Furies or whatever right and so with all of this she takes out all her anger on Kashi um, but I thought this line was interesting where she says Hellboy is beyond my reach. And then we get this one panel of cool. him sitting there. What is that? Mood shot. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it's just like... Um, we have everyone's talking about Hellboy. We don't even see him. Well, Let's I, look at him. I, I feel like I they would always they would always allude to him like sitting like this, but with the flames and everything, oh, yeah. right? Or something. But he doesn't right. have that. Yeah, and like Minola would step in and he he would paint it. Right, yeah, she would draw and right. paint those panels. This was sort of like the ominous thing that they would do toward the end of BPRD all the time. Right, right? yeah, yeah. Well, she's talking about. So he did all this stuff to me that didn't happen, and then I asked these people to do something about it, and they were like, "No, you're the one who did something yeah. wrong." And then she was like, "I can't believe they fucking said that." And so now I have to get him, but I can't get him. He's beyond my reach. But you, yes, you're here <laughs> instead of him. Is that right? Is that yeah. what I'm hearing? Yeah. And Kashki's like. Yeah, okay. I guess so. And she's like, Oh, you're you're gonna talk some shit? You speak his name in my house? He's like, Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. I yeah. did and I will. And I have. So deal with it. And I love that. I love the way he gets thrown around. Yeah. Like the way yeah. the way this is drawn is so amazing because like they're throwing him around like a rag doll. But yeah. he, he knows that doesn't matter. He can't die. So he's like, whatever, you know, like, yeah, it that's looks right. like he's going limp midair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's, he's not resisting at all. That's, he doesn't yeah. give a, that's awesome. a single fuck I at all. That. Yeah, that None. is conveyed so well in the art. In the fight, 
Kashi comes across Azeo's sword. So if you go back, I actually went back to Hellboy and Hell issue three. When he gives Hellboy the right hand of doom, the other demons call the angels of, of destruction to destroy him. And when the walls are coming down, the debris falls on his sword and it breaks it. And you actually see that in the panel. That's his sword there. So Kashi getting the broken sword, all this distracts Gamori in the battle. She's like, you dare raise a weapon to me? My father's own broken sword in his ring? I dare anything, you loathsome hag. And Kashi says the spell a second time and unleashes the magic, the last Order of the Fly. She's like, what are you, what are you doing? The last magic of the Order of the Fly, it reunites the pieces of the sword. So we get the, I like this where Gamori, she like spouts all her titles. We we're talking about all the titles of Hecate last time, right? Yeah. You are just an open door for some greater evil. So that door has to be shut. Kashi runs her through as she calls out to Pluto. That's the last thing that she says. And I think Alego said that same Pluto Otto S, whatever, yeah. in the last one. Um, notice that Kashi's eyes have turned from green to blue during this sequence, right. and they stay that way for a while. This is something um, I'm not, I'm not going to try and re-articulate what Mark Tweedale has theorized, but if you wanted to, you could go to Mignola Versity and read what Mark has to say about this. It's it's pretty interesting. Well, just go read it then if you're listening yeah, to this. That's it. a fun thing for you to read. The color of eyes yeah. is a thing. Okay. Oh, the color nice. of his eyes. Okay. I hadn't even noticed Important that, Important to remember yeah, them. Thank, thank you. you. Everybody's eyes. Yeah. 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 So I guess when Kashi, he, when, he's, when he runs her through, then he falls backwards. There's some sort of like force or something. Over the next few pages, we get some beautiful shots of, as Kashi tumbles backwards through the air. Is it no, air? He's, is it air? He's rising oh, in the water. Oh, he's rising up in the water. Yeah, you're right. The text boxes are all lines that the demons have said about Pluto. When uh, when everything, when Hellboy came to destroy Hell at the very end, they were like, call out to him, you know? Who then should we look to in our darkest hour? Let his cold fire relight our burning? No. Too late. I feel like that's Kashi interrupting all of this, right? By yeah. killing Gamori and kind of closing off that. And a tree grows out of her. Awesome. Out of the sword. Yeah. Out of the sword. Yeah, the sword becomes a tree. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Well, it's Azale's sword. Yeah. Azale, their dad, right? So, and it's also the last piece of the Order of the Fly magic that's left. You know, it reunites the sword and then he uses that to kill her. So I was going to say, is she the last demon in hell? But she might be the last demon that's trying to call to Pluto. Mm. or something like that like yeah, we, we see was, other people but not another demon i don't think she was a gateway for pluto yeah. she was going to be a literal gateway for him and so the way i saw this was now that that's not going to work for pluto she was still a gateway of sorts mm. and so it makes sense that like a world tree or 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 i don't know if this is a big tree. A world tree it's a big tree though but to have like a massive tree grow out of her from Satan's throne room. Yeah. Like literal Satan, right? And it's not is, a fucked up tree either. It's just a regular tree. Yeah. With yeah, normal it's colors. Still like a threshold. You know what I mean? This yeah. is like a new yeah. a new beginning, uh, a gateway of sorts. So yeah. not for Pluto, but and and I really do think Pluto was like poisoning her her uh mind, you know, they said she went mad, and then if Pluto's like whispering from way below oh you're gonna be in charge in here right. you know and you're a big shot now and this is gonna be your domain and yeah i think that you know she was being she was being manipulated so i i just think it's interesting that 
in death, she becomes something positive. Yeah. Well, she doesn't become something, but I feel like there's something positive there. Of the dis- sword. Despite her. Would that sword have done that if it wasn't through her? I yeah. think it you wasn't I mean? about her. I think it was more about the action of what happened when he used the sword to destroy her. Right. But also, she's part of the bloodline of that sword, too. Right. That's her yeah. father's sword. So I think that does probably have something to do with it. I don't I feel like I it was know. more the act that Koshki performed. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was more him taking up. He could have just done nothing. And instead, he or, chose to do that. Yeah. I don't know. We just, let's just call Mark. Let's <laughs> call Mark. Mark's on the phone real quick, please. But it's a tree. This? Also, I just want to point out, like, the tree, it's kind of hard to tell um, from some of the shots. But this is a tree with the trunk yeah. is the size of a fucking city. Right. So yeah. imagine if, like, Houston, okay, was this, like, the circumference of it was the circumference of the of a tree it's the whole pandemonium the yeah, whole the everything of gets tree. swallowed up in it so it's like that's a fuck i can't even imagine a tree yeah that big it grows You'd be able quick. to see it from the space station like that's fucking <laughs> yeah we well, can see everything on earth from the space station. i just mean like you'd be able to make it out as a tree is what i mean i also like how in the base of the tree it looks like you can see the buildings outlined and all that yeah it's cool and oh weird. you're right it's like it's all in the roots of it Kashi washes up on a beach, and there's these two women collecting red snakes. This one woman sings Hickory Dickory Dare, or Dickory Dickory Dare. This is a version of Hickory Dickory Dock, first seen in the real Mother Goose book in 1916. Sometimes it's used as a second verse to Hickory Dickory Dock, the 1714 nursery rhyme. These red snakes, it made me think of Strobel, right? Because whenever they would show Strobel use his magic, it was always like these red salamanders and stuff like yeah. that. And I always wondered what those were or what that meant. I don't know. I, I kind of felt like these are akin to that. Sure, yeah. I don't know. Did you think of that, Matt, when you saw this? Yeah, immediately. And it's funny that we were talking about Manola's conan story because those frogs were red yeah they were yeah it's also good to have something just break up the palette every once in a while yeah i think that's an interesting choice just color wise so these women see kashi and they're like ah fresh one and they get all creepily excited about Mm. fresh blood but kashi wakes at the last minute and he chops her hand off and we see it go flying through the air, and th- by the time it She's hits a big the crab monster. Yeah, by the time it hits the ground, it's a big crab claw. When I turned this page and saw this reveal, I was like, "Yes, you know," because yeah. it goes yeah. from like something very serious and like, "Ah, oh, this is so thought provoking." We had such a huge discussion about the sword, and then there's crab monsters. We're, we got crab <laughs> monsters. These old ladies are crabs. So Kashi kills the first one, and he's going to kill the second one, and. She sees him with the sword, and then she's like, oh, never mind. She tries to run away, but he just getches her anyway. He, he, like, throws his sword into her back. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is it a sword, or is it, like, a large dagger? Yeah, it is, like, a big dagger. dagger. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. In the aftermath, there's a little voice. That was neatly done. Now, if you'll roll her over, ah, better. And now if I can just have you uncork this bottle? I don't know. I don't know if I should uncork this bottle. Who's in there? (laughs) Who's in there? (laughs) If what I hear is true, then, sir, I may well be the last demon in hell. Hmm. I think I won't open yeah. it, probably, then. We cut back over to new hell. You know, now it looks even more different. It, it doesn't look like the little Mignola city, right? It looks more um, like modern style. And then there's the big tree there's a big in the old background. tree. So there's a big puppet show, and it's showing what just happened. Yes, the fight with Gamora and it. Kashi. So that's what I was talking about. The the puppet show's a little behind of what's happening, right? Wow. 
And so it's the part of the puppet show where she's like, wait, that's my ring. Poor Gamori. <laughs> Atem es ergo Rama. And then it lights up in fire. I love this so much. The Spanish bride. Is, I love that. She's it's having so a good. great time. I feel like she's us reading the comic. Yeah. Just going, I <laughs> love this so much. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I love Kashki puppet with the little prop ring. Yes. Amazing. Really good. Good stuff. But I like how, you know, the... <laughs> The, the language is kind of dumbed down. Yeah. Because she's just like, wait, that's my ring. Like, yeah. that never happened. Well, she also didn't go, rah, or yeah. die. <laughs> so, you know, it's a puppet show. I love this. What are you going to anyway. do? And then how the background's all green and everything. Yeah. It's cool. But when she says, you know, I, I love this so much, I don't know. I just thought that that was a fun, it's just it's a fun good. panel to put in there because she's us and we're just, I don't know, it's we're, great. We're loving it. We love yeah. it. What do you think, Aubrey? You think of Kashki Puppet. That was great. Love it. Added to the other puppets we'd like to have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're two issues in, and there is not one single wasted panel. No, certainly. And, yeah. I noticed that and as well. On that note, like just going over the past couple of pages where he pulls the dagger out of her back, like this is remarkable. Like the um, the angles. Yeah. The the way your eye isn't distracted by any one panel, it all works together in perfect harmony. This is expert comic book making. Like. Yeah. The use of shadows and solid blacks for shading and nothing is is lost. It's amazing. Like this is if Ben Stenbeck was the only one to ever draw comic books again, <laughs> you'd be OK. That with wouldn't it. be bad. Yeah. You know, like that's a silly thing to say. But you know what I mean? Like There are no wasted <laughs> yeah. panels here. He, he's killing it. This is one of the best achievements I've seen from him. Yeah. This issue three cover is amazing. I like it's just simple. You know, it's got the big axe on it. I got Hellboy the Fury number one vibes. I don't know if you remember that issue, but Hellboy's mm. got a big axe on the cover of that issue, too. So, well, I was just thinking about like our discussions recently about axe characters. Oh, yeah. There you go. We got one right here. We pick up with Kashi and the demon in the bottle. I was thinking of other demons in the bottle. You know, in the Abe Sapien story, there was Bifrons. He was like a little frog demon, and then they broke him out, and he was. And then he was like, ah, ha, ha, or whatever. Are, are there any other ones? Can you think of any other ones, Matt? Is that the only one? Uh, that's a good question. I was thinking, uh, like, because there, there's, in Box Full of Evil, there's Wallach, but I think he's in, like, a thing of amber, or he's, like, in a box or something. I don't think he's in a bottle. I, I, I was actually going to mention him. Okay. Later. That's funny that you brought that up. That's but... the only other one I could think of, of, like, some guy trapped in it. I feel like we've seen other versions of that. Vivara, I guess, was kind of... She was in a she jar. Was. She was in a jar, yeah. yeah. She was in a bottle, I guess. I know they hid out in a teapot. I don't think they were trapped in there. <laughs> oh. I wouldn't be surprised if that's happened before. Yeah. Wasn't there a an Iron Man comic book named that? Oh, that, there you bottle. go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe you're forgetting alcoholism, the real demon <laughs> in a bottle. <laughs> Kashi and the demon talk. The demon explains to Kashi that the red snakes are souls of the damned. So I thought that was interesting because, like, when Strobel's using his power or whatever, was he using Souls of the Damned or was he calling on to that? Or anyway, I was just like, ah, I like knowing what the what those things are. And the crab witches were sacrificing them to make Pluto stronger, so he will rise up and be king of hell. Mm -hmm. The demon offers to show Kashi where the witches are if he sets him free. He says he's been starved, so he's harmless. You know, I've dealt with demons before. Kashi says I'm no fool, and only a fool would take a demon at his word. Still, I am curious. Mm. He lets him out. I like this little guy, the way that he comes out of there. The sound effects are great, right? Yeah, yeah the, the sound effects are, just make it so hilarious. I like his design. He's super cute. 
Yeah, I don't think I would do this. No. Why does he do this? Well, he's it's like... he does it. He's bored. Like, <laughs> yeah. why not? He you might as he's well. He's curious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he gave his secret in front of a goose, you know, last time. So yeah, I well. guess he doesn't always make the best decisions. If there's one thing about Kashki, it's that he's going to do the thing. <laughs> yeah, he lets him out. You aren't much. You weren't lying about that, Kashi says. It's true, the demon responds. I like when they say it's true. It's true. It's like a, col- okay. it's like a colloquialism yeah. in hell or it something. Is, it is. The line, it's true, really is one of the funniest things that <laughs> Manola <true>. does in <laughs> these books, right? Yeah. But, it's true. So this is the first one. I think we should probably count how many times they say it's true for the rest of the story. Okay, yeah, it. that's a good it. one. Because this is not the last time. It's good stuff, though. I love that. The, I like how this guy just goes, you know, you could give me some of your blood. Yeah. That would be great. I would I would like that if he did that. And Kashi's like, well, if you lead me to the witches after I'm done with them, I'll spare you one drop. But only one drop. One yeah, he says specifically. I love his sunken in eyes mm-hmm. when we get this one panel yeah. of his face. He's the cute. design on this demon is really good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. There's another great note in this sketchbook. Looks like a little catfish. Yeah, well, uh, Ben Stenbeck drew him real cutesy. Yeah. And he was like, in the sketchbook, he's like, I'm glad Mignola reined it in because then Mignola drew it. You mm, know, the, yeah. the little demon, the little version. He's still cute, but yeah, he's got some Mignola on him, which I like. But the demon's like, you're going to need more than that knife, and leads Kashi to the Crab Witch's shack to see what weapons they had. Go on down to the Crab Witch shack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a big yeti, a big green yeti. There's a big guy in there, right? There's a dude in there. He's a big big green man. I like this little action beat, you know what I mean? it, It does surprise you, you know? It's on a page turn and stuff like that, so um, it is a nice little jump out moment. Uh, Kashi dispatches him really quickly. But then he wonders if the demon knew about him. I think this scene is really interesting because I feel like the demon is trying to get well, him, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. So he obviously knew about this, but he's like, oh, well, he must have got let out of his cage, you know? I didn't know that that was going to happen. Mm. And then they find the shack and he's like, you should go in there. There might be treasure or some <laughs> you other weapon. Go in there. And Kashi's like, oh, I'm just going to take this axe instead. Like, he doesn't fall right? for it, no. you know? So sometimes he does make the right decision, but I feel like it's... He, He's from the get go. You're like, this is not no. a good guy. He's a demon. He's a devil. There's a reason that he was in a bottle for 500 years. I do like his little. You should go in there. There's probably <laughs> treasures in there. You you'd love it. Yeah, it's a comedy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's action packed, and there's all this horrible stuff, but it's hilarious. Yeah. It's really good. Kashi has the demon lead the way to the witches, and they talk about him being trapped for 500 years. Since old John Bogey signed away his soul and his daughters, I was sent to be his familiar. And I served them all well for a good long time. I had nothing to do with them getting burned. That's just what happens to that sort of in the end. And I figured I'd be free after that. But no, they'd worked it so I was still bound to serve them in hell. And they blamed me for their burning. So they stoppered me in that bottle to starve. Horrible, Kashi says. (laughs) But again, like... You can just tell from him retelling this story that he fucked these people over. He did do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? That whole scene is hilarious. I, of course, I had to research this. I couldn't really find Jean Boguet, but I was thinking it might be a reference to Jean Bodin, a lawyer and scholar from the 1500s who wrote On the Demon Mania of Witches, which was published in 1580 and quickly became one of the most widely read and translated works on witchcraft in Europe. Back with the witches, we see them sacrificing the damned souls to Pluto. I thought this was all really creepy. 
Those you know what I mean? Souls. Uh, <laughs> oh, you found this creepy, did you? Well, this bottom panel, the, this cre- cor- the very creepy thing that's happening. The, the the corner panel right there is just like, yeah. Ugh. yeah. I don't know. I was I was almost gonna say the makeup is really good, but it's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's really good. Yeah. One thing that made me laugh. I don't know if you remember or if you reread Acheron before this. But they're going on and on about Pluto, and they call him the first angel. And then Jinx and Dean pop up, and they're like, well, actually, actually. he's not one, not the first angel. He was in the first batch of angels with Satan that came down or whatever. But like they say first angel here. Yeah. So I just yeah. wanted to be like, actually, actually. somebody should have said that, right? <laughs> actually. Yeah, because I... there was a turf war. Yeah. Because when Satan finally arrived, they fought over hell. Yeah. Right? And so these guys are like, well... It was rightfully Pluto's. Right, right. It's more revisionism. That's yeah, all it is. They're exactly. just like, this is our version. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is that's part of it too. Like it made me think of like extremism, you know, mm-hmm. and, and how you rewrite everything to fit, you, you know, whatever it is that you're, whatever your agenda Absolutely. is. There, there's and, still these little vestiges yeah, of all this narrative. going on. Did we talk about how the little guy, the little demon was like, you smell like magic. And oh. Koshki was like, Mind quit, your business. You quit that. <laughs> Mind your fucking business. So yeah. Shut I, up, actually. I thought it was funny that he's sniffing him. Yeah. And he's like, quit that. None of your business. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. We didn't talk about that. I just thought that was an interesting little moment there. He's like, well, you smell it, like magic. Yeah. And Kashi doesn't Get want to talk it. about it because he's recently renounced magic yes, from, from using did. magic. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's a great little story point. Thanks for pointing that out. The witches seem to sense something nearby. I thought that they were sensing Kashi. But it's actually Igor Bromhead. Oh, man. We first met this slime ball back in Box Full of Evil. At the end of that story, Wallach the Demon made him a lizard below the belt. Later in Hellboy Darkness Calls, Bromhead took control of Hecate through the body of Ilsa Hopstein. But Hecate's power was too much for him, and he called down the moon and turned into this lizard man. I think you mean <laughs> lizard gore Brom lizard. <laughs> At the end of that story... Bromhead is so bloated, he asks Hellboy to send him to hell, and Hellboy does. And so he stabs him through, and uh, Bromhead's like, I can see you now. I can see you with all your armies and your crown. And, and, you know, I guess maybe he was seen, but that never happened. Yeah. That never really happened. No. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, we do see that he was sent back to hell. And, uh, you know, famously in the lore, Igor Bromhead was inspired by Peter Lorre. Yeah. But Jerry Turnbull contends that nowadays Matt Berry should play Bromhead. <laughs> okay. I think that that would be... That I would be. will watch Matt Berry do or say anything and play anyone. Yeah, so, yes, absolutely. My answer to that is always yes. Absolutely would watch him do anything. She drained me of my blood, giving me the curse of eternal life and thus making me a bloodthirsty creature of the night igor was always like he was known for the guy who figured out that if you knew a, a demon type figure's real name you could gain control over them yeah yeah that's how he got hecate and the iron maiden he he said ilsa hopsin and right. right and so so i think it's funny that kashi's like who is this guy like they don't know his name right i just thought that was kind of interesting because like that's his whole that's why they introduced the character in the first place is to like get that out there that if you know hellboy's real name you can control him if you know hecate's real name you can control her and then nobody knows who he is yeah (laughs) when he comes out of the shadows he says i have seen pandemonium gamori is no more 
Pluton is deaf to your prayers, blind to your offerings. The way between Tataris and Hal is closed, sealed with a tree. I did that. Who is that? <laughs> Igor Bromhead. And then the demon's like, everything he says is true, and here's the man responsible, and he's come to kill you all. Uh, <laughs> what are you? Fucker, man. <laughs> I love this. The demon's like, see, I scared them. This will give you the advantage. But just another way of him rephrasing things. Like, that's his whole yeah. deal, is he's a demon, and he's going to get you into I trouble. I think just chop him at that point, yeah? Yeah, really, they should have just chopped just, him. Just chop him. But uh, Now I'm going to wait behind some rocks over there. <laughs> you go on. So all of these witches are, those two on the beach were crab witches. They're big bugs. They're all different creatures. Yeah. They're all going to turn into monsters and get you. They're going to get you. These action shots are incredible, right? So what else can you say about Ben Stenbeck and Dave Stewart, right? I mean, we just get panels and panels of Kashi just going to town on these witches and just letting them have it. And um, God, it's amazing. It's, yeah, what can you say? I'm speechless. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. Like, you would sound, you would run out of positive things to yeah. say and, and compliments. It would start to sound stupid and facetious. Like, this is, this is genuinely some of the most remarkable action sequences we've seen in a Hellboy comic, yeah. right? I guess, like, if I tried to verbalize anything, it would be like, I like the slices. I like the different slices and cuts and... You know what I mean? Like, I just... How'd uh, he do it without reference? Yeah. Because like, I, I assume he didn't have reference for a lot of this <laughs> stuff. Like, how's he thinking this up? I it's skipped nuts. past all of uh, these pages and didn't look at any of them. And the colors are fantastic. Um, just amazing. I mean, it just takes it to another level over these pages. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so wonderful. I mean, I don't know. It, it flows very well. Like, you don't ever miss a beat. And it's yeah. just like, you know... And one of the things that uh, I kind of notice is Kashi gets, he gets mangled a little bit. You see he gets scratched, he gets blood drawn on him. You know, I wanted to point out, you know, he's got injuries too. Do you think Ryan Yule has these pages? He has, I know I know of a page that he has from this story. I'll point it out when we get to it. it he might have more, but I just, but there's one in particular that I know that he has. Just do what you do. Kashi the Deathless. Kashi the Devil. Kashi the Damned. At the end of it, all the witches are dead, and then Bromhead comes out, and so he has another battle with Bromhead, and we see that Bromhead scratches him across the face, so he draws all that blood as well. And again, when he slices into his head, like I was just like, yes, it was so good to see this guy. He's so annoying. I know. <laughs> Get chopped in the head like that. And he's like, you're ruining everything. Like Those are his last words. It's like, you're ruining everything. You're ruining everything. Because he was finally... He finally got to be a guy, I guess. I don't yeah. know. In hell, it seemed like maybe he had some power. He knew things or he was about to do. I guess he was about to come in on those witches right then and kind of take control. Oh, right. Didn't, yeah. he, he, didn't he try to didn't do that in rule? Darkness Calls, too, or something like that? Yeah, he ruled over the witches, right? Because right? yeah. he knew Hellboy's real name. Is so, that when that came in handy? Right. So he was maybe he was going to try to do that again here. And... Uh, hmm. And Kashi came in and chopped all the, killed all the witches and chopped him in the head. Well, you think he's dead? I don't know. I think he is. I, I don't mean, know. I wouldn't rule that guy out. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm not speaking. I haven't read anything else about him after this, so I'm not like allude to anything. I just would not rule it out. Yeah. Although it is satisfying to get him, see him get struck in the face yeah. with an axe because <laughs> he's been kind of a an obnoxious character. <laughs> Look at that eye. Yeah, I, I love that. I won't do it. 
the demon's like, I've never seen anything like it. And I feel, again, that that's a line for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kashi is bloody and about to pass out. I'm tired, he says. I don't think I've ever been this tired. Maybe after I fought the Baba Yaga or the last time I fought Hellboy. And he lies down. It's all right. That was a lot, the demon says. You rest and I'll watch over you. Just for a moment, Kashi says. Oh, no. Not good. That last panel of it watching him, you know, before it fades to black is incredible. I love that. When we go to the next morning, which is weird, and that's even pointed out, right? Um, the demon, now he's all strong. He's all full of blood. He's all, like, looking smug, yeah. too. <laughs> he's like, it's nice, don't you think? It's like morning. We never used to have mornings here in the old days. And Kashi's like, one drop. You swore one drop. You said it yourself, the demon says. Only a fool would take a demon at his word. A demon is a demon. You must have known this would happen. I think you did know. It's I your th- fault, actually. I think maybe you even wanted this to happen. I know you can't die, but there must be something, some kind of ending, even for you. And he just drops him into the water. God. That. that was really great. Yeah, that took a turn there. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that that just happened. But he was all bloody too. That's what I was trying to point out is like he had yeah. all the, you know, like he had blood pouring out of him when he passed out. I mean, ah, I don't know. Demon's like, well, don't want this to go to waste. Yeah, yeah. really, right? Yeah, that's nuts. And then he gets swallowed by those sea creatures. Right. So he gets swallowed by those angels of destruction or those giant eels. Also shades of Ed Gray, right? Because Ed Gray got swallowed up by a whale, right? Yeah. Like how the green coming from inside of their mouths is really the only light down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's illuminating like skulls and stuff. It's just horrible. Oh, I didn't even but notice again, that. The, the whole seafloor is just filled with skeletons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, once again, no wasted panels. Uh, there's not one panel in this whole book that is like, well, they could have done without that. Or uh, he kind of, yeah. that's sort of a cop out. There's nothing like that. He just kills it nonstop, cover to cover. And like, what, what, how can they top, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like every issue you're like, how are they going to top this? How are they going to outdo that, right? Or is the next one going to be like, you know, soft and somber? Right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like The next one's just going to have not. one page. It's going to be like, actually, we just did everything awesome that we could possibly do. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Thanks for buying this issue, though. Yeah. That's You're what real I keep one. imagining. <laughs> yeah. No, but they they don't do that. Instead, they keep doing things that are more and more awesome. I love this cover. When I saw this cover, I was like, oh, he's still going to be old. He's still going to be all craggly and old yeah, and with no blood. I was like, man, they really committed you know, to that. Have you read these yeah, books? I know. <laughs> Have you ever read any of these? What happened to Edward Gray? Are you kidding? Yeah. You, I don't know. You, exactly. You really didn't exactly. This? So I was like, man, they're going to they're, they're gonna do that with him, too. Yeah. We get some beautiful recap panels. I love this. You know, we see Ed Gray. I see the flowing of hell, a garden born out of his blood, his sacrifice. Hellboy changed everything. We flow into lands unknown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yggdrasil in hell. We've all seen it. We've all seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Kashi has been swallowed up by one of these eels, but in his mind, he's with his old demon friend from the Dragon House. Fun. So, I don't know if you remember in Kashi the Deathless, when he was in the house learning all the magic, that little demon was his friend. Yeah, it was his friend. It was like his little buddy, his... He's uh, always got a demon for yeah, a friend. But yeah. it was this specific one, so I was glad to see him come back. They're in this grayish landscape. The demon tells him, here's where you did your greatest thing. 
We saw this scene in the Kashi the Deathless miniseries. The Baba Yaga sent Kashi to find Vasilisa, who stole a glowing skull full of magic from the Baba Yaga. Was that Brill? Yeah, I think so. Did, didn't we find out that her candles were stolen Brill? So yeah. wouldn't that skull lantern have been Brill? I think so, yeah. Because I wonder if that comes into play here. Oh, okay. But Kashi couldn't do it. And he used the last of his magic to sail her far beyond the Baba Yaga's reach. And now she returns. I thought this was so great. Like the way the color comes into the page, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, pretty, from, the, pretty awesome. from the boat flying in and stuff like that. Really cool. This isn't quite the same as seeing the snake in the beginning. But yeah. again, <laughs> I was like, oh, right. my God. I love this. I love this. This is exactly... Aww. And and this is where I go, haha! They are gonna outdo themselves from the right. previous issue. They yeah. are gonna teach somehow. They have it planned out where they can keep going up and up and up. Yeah, and it's like I mean I forgot about that. I mean not that I forgot about it, but it's like oh I figured that was it. But of course she can come back. Yeah, you know what I mean of course she can come back at the end of that. She tells Kashi that she has returned because Kashi would not take her heart, so she is free to give it. When she says this, she transforms from the old woman to the little girl, Vasilisa. Is, I mean, is that a heart of Brill? Yeah. See where I'm going? Yeah. Like, I that, don't know. It, and definitely, uh, we'll, we'll come back around to that. Kashi says he swore he would have nothing to do with magic. When he found out that Baba Yaga had taken the goat with his soul, he knew that she would come for him, so he spit the rest of his magic into a rag and then fed the rag to his horse, and then the horse blew up. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> that, that, that happened. Vasilisa says, since the dragon found you dying in the woods, you have always been magic. And we see that spot. I thought that that was, you talk about no wasted panels. Yeah. You know, but I, I love that we get one panel where that's the spot where he was laying, where he was dying, you know, and the dragon came and saved him. Kashi says he wants to stay where he had his best day. Vasilisa says that would be heaven for a lesser man, but you can only be what you are. And you have things yet to do in this world. Kashi notices people watching. Vasilisa says, you are inside of yourself, so they are yours, your ghosts. And we, uh, there are so many details in here. And I want to say all these are people. Like if you go back to, through Kashi the Deathless and some of the other stories, like, so I recognized in the third panel, you know, there's the fish guy in there. So we saw that in a flashback. That's the dad of the mermaid from the third wish. Yeah. Oh, uh, Yeah. But then, like, next to the fish guy, there's a lady that has, like, disfigurement on her face. Like, we saw him kill her in Kashi the Deathless. There's one panel where it shows him, like, killing this lady. So I think, like, all these faces are probably referenced in other stories or the other comics. I just thought that was nuts that he would go back and actually reference every single person that we saw him kill. They they all have blue eyes. It's like a connection... Or like a um a note that that he is inside of himself. You right. know what I mean? Like the, there's a connection to him. He's also visited by Elena. I abandoned you to death, then raised you from the grave to be my bride, and abandoned you again. Kashi's like, I cannot hope that you can forgive the wrong I've done. But if there is anything, and she says to set her free, we also see the dragon that saved Kashi. I should have been a better son. And then he's a dragon on the next page. I like that too. You are a better man than you know. It's true, Vasilisa says, these shadows, your crimes, your guilt, all this belongs to the man you were, not the man you will be. So take my heart, take her magic transformed to a good purpose, set yourself free. So it's the Baba Yaga's magic transformed into something else, so I don't know, I mean, I, 
I guess it would be Vril. I don't know. That, that's what it makes me think of. And it's the color that we would normally see associated with that. When she says, set yourself free, he's going back through all the deaths, all the people that he killed. To me, it was a very moving section of this book because, I mean, the, you know, she comes in and she's like, you need to, like, set us free. And then he goes through all these deaths, he's, all these memories and all this brutal murders that he did and facing all these people. And they're just like, yeah, it's fine, actually. Which is, it's it's weird. And so there's this final panel of him about to fucking stab someone to death. And then it's just Vasilisa's face with all the lilies. Right, yeah. And then a big panel of the lilies. And she's like, just just fucking let it go. Set yeah. yourself free and be born again, dude. Like, it's... Yeah. It's all, over. all his guilt, right? It's over. Yeah. But should he let go of all the guilt? Well, he is already in hell. He did some horrible things, though. Reminds me of the snail in the beginning that was like, but he's okay now, though, right? Yeah. Right? right? And it's like, I don't know. Is he? Oh. Yeah. That's true. So, so, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat you up and fly, fly you away somewhere. Right. So I don't know. So it's just a very, um, con- it's very weird and conflicty, I think. Yeah. But it's an interesting page, and I didn't want to skip it. The beats that they hit, and the, um, so the pacing of this really, um, affected me and i don't know how yet yeah i can't really describe <laughs> how but i know that it did so i just wanted to bring it up yeah uh, I, I mean i don't really I, have the words to describe what i feel but i i do feel a thing right i think when kashi used the last of his magic to send vasilisa away so the baba yaga couldn't have that magic i think he did something there sure. like in terms of the universal sure. order of things sure. or you know what i mean i think that that kind of did some redemption for him and then and then maybe also the world tree thing that he did at the beginning of this yeah. series it's also like we're all dead you could do some good if you wanted to right you could go and do that um but you're not going to as long as you're still hanging on to us so you have a choice like you can't yeah right like you did some really bad things you could keep doing bad things or you could do nothing or you could do good things and in order to do good things you need to kind of yeah be cl- born again cl- close this book i think is what they're so it's just an interesting idea i don't really know how i feel about it though but Mm. it's interesting and we get some spectacular panels as kashi is exploded out of that giant eel creature i love that it also kind of reminds me of ed gray you know how he got out of the whale and all that so the other angel of destruction comes down and throws lightning at kashi and it totally obliterates him is it lightning or whatever, or maybe it's the shock tea or the black flame or whatever. I don't it know. It looks like magic. Magic lightning. But it's blue, which is typically right. used for like the shock tea or the black flame magic type right. stuff. No, I'm just saying it looks like, yeah, it looks yeah. like a thing. So I love this because it like obliterates him. Yeah. And then the soul, like he comes back to life through the, the heart. The golden heart. Yeah, yeah, through that vril heart or whatever. Th- Ryan has look this Look at page. his eyes. Ryan has this page. Oh, yeah. Ryan wow. has this page. Cool. Yeah, look at his eyes as uh, as yeah. Matt just pointed out. Right. That's a great detail. So, to me, right here, I was like, oh, okay. The Deathless is dead mm-hmm. and reborn. This is literal Phoenix from the ashes yeah. here. Mm. That's how I'm looking at this. And, like, maybe he has the same name and remembers his past, but it's not the same guy. And so, like, whatever shame and guilt and horrible things he's done, that was the old guy. Yeah. This is a totally different guy with a brand okay. new heart. It kind of does remind me. I, I, I kind of toss this out there jokingly about the demon in the bottle thing. But it does remind me of the journey that a lot of addicts go through. Because mm. they do have to say, if they want to say goodbye to that 
and live a new life, they have to be like, well, I did some horrible shit and I really got to face up yeah. to that in a huge way, in a very direct way. And not all of that's going to be made whole. I can't get everything back and I can't give everything back that I took. So it's kind of like you have to just be like, well, but I can't I can't keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be more bad. So it's I, I, I hate to bring it back around to that, but there is something to that there it's like telling people there's no redemption doesn't do them any good yeah it doesn't do the world any good and it doesn't do the people that they would continue to hurt any good so it's kind of like yeah you do have to kind of be like i have to be okay with this yeah i have to understand what i've done and i have to kind of just be like i'm not going to do it anymore than i guess Mm -hmm. and so this kind of born again thing um yeah there's echoes of it and all these like awful religions but there's also it's it can be helpful uh, it can be a helpful allegory in your daily life, depending on where you're coming from. So I do like that nice. from a certain point of view. I think that can be helpful and interesting. You have to sort of let go of like, look, all the all the shit I did was awful, but I guess I'm still alive, so I got to do something else that's not working. I got to do right. something else. And so here he is doing something else, which I think is, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's still, again, an interesting thought. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, the first thing that he does is totally blow away this creature, right? I like it. so, but yeah. it also shows the extent of his power sure, yeah. too. You know, um, he had given up magic, and now that he's got this glowing heart, you know, he can just with a wave of his hand totally destroy this thing. I like how he also says "go away." The same thing the snakes said to the to the shapes. Go away. Oh right, yeah. Good one, Aubrey. Good one, Aubrey. Good callback. Hell yeah. Go away. Very good. And I like that this is very much. Um, the height of fantasy comics. Hmm. Look at this fucking page. I know, yeah. Just a man collapses next to his own skeleton <laughs> on a fucking, you know, galactic stage. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's as good as it gets, isn't it? It is. Isn't it? It's huge. Yeah. So when Kashi wakes, he's in this little hut. I love it. With a blue sky. Is this still hell? Right? Yeah. Not anymore. I mean, something different now. There, there's, Didn't they say it's something else Yeah. Now? And there's people New in there. Hell. There's little kids, you know what I mean? And there's like a family in there, you know, which I, I was like, wait, where is he? What is this? This woman says her husband found him on the beach and she won't ask what happened. None of it's my concern, she says, but I hope you're feeling better. He's got normal man's eyes. Right. When he yeah. says, I am, thank you. That panel struck me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he looks like somebody... He looks so genuine in what he's saying. Yeah. You know, and Sincere. it's and he's got normal man eyes. You're right. So uh, the woman leaves him to rest and she gives him some clothes, some soup, and some, some bread. Delicious soup and some delicious bread. Where he's just laying back in the bed right there. Like he just looks so content. I'm like, man, yeah. yeah. That's some good shit. You got some clean clothes lying by. You got some soup and some bread. What else could you ask for? Got some herbs drying back there on the dish shelves. Oh, nice little detail. But yeah, I like how he looks at the soup and the bread on the table. And then as he's walking out the door, it's a whole big, fancy, elaborate feast. Yeah. yeah. Cheeses and meats and fruits and all kinds of stuff. And at least a couple of tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, he goes outside, they're feeding the chickens out there. <laughs> They've got the whole farm. All this is so beautiful. And he's just like really enjoying just seeing life again, yeah. you know, and seeing this like simple, yeah. wonderful, calm life. And I love his man's eyes. Uh, I love his, like, tunic or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just like regular, yeah. I'm a regular Joe. I'm a regular Joe Kashi. And he takes, uh, he takes like, a spade and he's like, ah, the simple life of a farmer. Wouldn't that 
Oh, you hateful gods. The spade has turned into a sword in his hand. Yeah. The people are gone. Oh, right. Yeah. There's nobody there as he walks away. No animals and no people. What? What was that then? What was that that he woke up to? He still has work to do. Yeah. He still has work to do. I would have been suspicious of that whole thing. Waking up and being like, well, I was in hell and now I'm in someplace awesome. I would have been very suspicious. So I think at least it was some sort of, um, I don't know if it was an illusion in a negative way or some like, hey, we're going to help you ease into this yeah. with some friendly people. It's a family. Oh, look, they're farmers. There's food and all this. I think it was just one of those things like um, I have nothing to compare to except the end of 2001. This is tough if you haven't seen that, but there's a like a sort of a reincarnation scene where the guy is seeing things that are very familiar to him. He's being shown these things and, and he's being shown like family life and farm life and, and a nice house, uncomfortable bed and all this, because that'll help him ease into the reality of his situation, which is not that. Hmm. I think that that's how I interpreted that scene. I love that. I, I think this is hell. This yeah. is still hell. I think. Well, it says things are different now. Hellboy changed everything. We flow into lands unknown, beyond the mountains, beyond the ice, places undreamed of. And we see the goat down there. Does he see it? Is it there? And he just lets it go? Or is it just somewhere, you know, wandering? I don't know. It's at least symbolic that it doesn't matter anymore. No, it's behind him. Oh, yeah, there it is. We see the, yeah, so he just walks past it. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. Fuck it. He's got a sword, and the and his goat is right there. I'm not going to do he, it. He could finally die, mm. and he just keeps walking. Yeah, and the colors. I think are he's beautiful. disconnected from it now. I think yeah. his soul is hidden down in there, and it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with him anymore. Oh right, yeah, yeah. that's something different now. It's just a goat. That's simply none of but, my business. Yeah, he says. Yeah. Wow, I love that. I love this bottom panel. As yeah. He oh off. yeah. You, you, yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't look at that? Okay, so this is, all right, you've read the latest Frankenstein Underground, right? Is this that same, is this Underground? Mm. Did hell become the Underground where the BPRD retreated to? It doesn't look like it. I don't know. And where Frankenstein was? No, not the the advanced, because Frankenstein would be way into the future. This would be before Frankenstein. I don't know. Maybe is he down there? Went down there. Maybe is he down there? Well, he wouldn't have gone down there. Why would he be down there? I don't think it's. But is this that same realm? I think it's a magical realm. That's interesting to think about. Because what if they cross paths? I don't know. That'd be great. That would be great. I would love that. Man, I would love that. Because where the hell is this? That it's not, and no pun intended. But where is this? That that's not still underground, and and like what was that underground? Right. It was, yeah. it was, there were these entry points from the, the, on earth, these certain points where you could retreat underground to this place, like in the earth. And that, I don't know. I feel like to me, that's where it is. Hmm. Hmm. Let us know, listeners, what you guys think. That's, that's a great theory, Matt. We cut over to England with the snake and Ed Gray and a big old naked Alice. She's Queen Mab and she's naked. <laughs> She's got a robe on. <laughs> yeah, she's got a robe off. Um, I like how he's like, it's England as I imagined it as a boy. 
She said, it is the Britain of our dreams, now and forever made real. And she tells Ed Gray, we are happy to have you home at last, Edward. You have done so much for us. Right? And so we get all these different flashbacks, right? So this first one is from Witchfinder Murderous Intent. Witchfinder. 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 Where he's fighting the big eel. That's from Mysteries of Unland, where he's stabbing the Dracula. That's from City of the Dead. And then where he's fighting that, shooting that big monster that's from the Gates of Heaven. And so she says, I would ask one more thing. This Britain that was, Avalon, is a garden. And as you observed yourself into every garden sooner or later, there must come a serpent. She doesn't mean me. I love that. <laughs> no, not him. I like how she confirms it, too. That's a great line. It may never come to pass, but can we call upon you to be our gardener should that other serpent rear its head? It would be my honor, Ed Gray says. Good. Now enjoy the rest you have so richly earned. May you have oh. long and happy years. I hope it will be forever. And he turns back into old yeah. school Edgar. It's like the cloak falls off him and he's yeah. old school. Yeah. He's been through so much, you know, and he's totally lost his humanity and everything. And gosh, this page is incredible. Now, is this. And there's Mary Wolf, right? Yeah. Mary the, Wolf. The one that was the. Uh, the Zora. The... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's So beautiful. that's funny because. At the beginning, Kashi said, Gardener sounds like a very good job for you. Yes, Chris. exactly. And he says, too late for me. I'm all used up. But he, just like Kashi, he goes through a transformation as well. This is like, is this a happy ending? It is. <laughs> like, what is going on here? I don't know. So I do know that Jerry Turnbull has this page where, oh, wow. where he turns back into Ed Gray. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now I want to see Ben Stenbeck do like Calvin and Hobbes, like looking at this last panel. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's that would amazing. be great. Like that's what I think of. It's like, oh gosh, I love like a good forest. Yeah. Know? So let's talk about this epilogue, this right? Big ass tree. So the epilogue. This I didn't know that this was going to be in here. I didn't know that this was going to be oh, a thing. You off yeah. So um, and it's Mignola art, so it's just like ah, this is incredible. You know, it's the big hell tree. We see all the cobbled hell... Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the hell tree. The hell world tree, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I like this first panel. Uh, so apparently I am not the last demon in hell, right? No, because that's that. Ed Gray, right? Ed Gray is, I guess. So we meet these two, right? Um, we ne The Spanish bride, we never got a name for her uh, in all the comics. And so here she says her name is Ostasia. I thought that was an unusual name. I couldn't really find anything on it. I think it's just a cool name they thought of. It's mostly a last name in Indonesia. In Finnish, it means bought things, but she's Spanish, and in Spanish, it just means Ostasia. Wouldn't it be Ostasia? Ostasia, a princess of old España, last princessa, Bruja, the first witch since ancient days to rise to the rank of demon. And so she's he a witch princess. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> and he's Yaho. Yaho. So you can you can rise to the rank of demon. I guess. From a witch. Well, we'll come back around to this because that's what she says, right? We also meet this guy, Yahuwah, once commander of... I like of this Saga. polite introduction. Yeah. I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry. He puts his hand on He's his like, chest. He's like, oh, yeah, like, well, I'm this demon and I have all of these guys yeah. in was, my command. I was in a bottle for 500 years. Yeah. And she's like, that's a long time to be a prisoner in a bottle. It's true, he says. There's the second that's one. That's like the fourth. No, that's there's been more. Vasilisa said it. A lot of people have been oh, saying Oh, right. It. Okay, yeah. We forgot to keep count. We forgot to keep count. <laughs> that's okay. He says, I find this place much changed since I was last here. And she's like, less crowded, I'm sure. And of course, the, the tree. tree. <laughs> He's like, a recent development? Very. And the rivers? 
I recall there being four of them, and now it seems there are only three. And we see the three rivers. They all say their names. I like that panel. And then we see Ed Gray. Eh? He's all in the green, beautiful background. She's just like, strange days. Mm. Well, I don't like it, Yahoo <laughs> says, so I'm going to go. I wonder if you might want to come with me. Go where, she asks. Does it matter? Somewhere. Anywhere. We see the rivers again. Hellboy changed everything. We flow into lands unknown, beyond the mountains, beyond the eyes, places undreamed of. Lands unknown, Yahoo says. Would he mind? I wonder. And we see this little statue, right? Wow. It's like the It's like the magician statue. Look at the shapes. The shapes are underneath there. They're in a little mm-hmm. shrine. It's Hellboy. It's Hellboy. Right? Because he changed everything. And so now this... I thought... I was like, what is this? Where? Would he mind? No, I thought not. See the shapes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was incredible. I mean, what to make of that little statue? Now there's a statue of him. Yeah. It was the magician first, yeah. right? And now it's him. There's lots of statues. It's really beautiful. Ryan has this page. Wow. I know that, I know that Ryan got this page. Wow. Uh, really quickly. Fuck. So <laughs> she's like, new worlds then. Gods and monsters. Gods and monsters, and they fly off together. Gods and Monsters, um, Mike Manola's favorite movie and the inspiration for a lot of his storytelling is the original Bride of Frankenstein. And there's a toast that this one guy makes with a difficult name to pronounce. He makes a toast to Frankenstein at the end, and he says, to the new world, gods and monsters. Wow, okay. okay. Yeah, so um, I I love all this. I mean, I was thinking, like, are they the new Adam and Eve of hell or something like that? Or are they... Or not even of hell, because he says, I want to leave. He's like, I don't like I'm it. I don't like here. this, you know? So where are they going to go? I guess I could go anywhere. But I loved all that. And I also feel like she turned out to be kind of a interesting character, and she never really got a, a thing. So it says right here. Okay, so we can read the thing. Right. Um, it says, she was not a princess. Her father was a common Spanish soldier who shut her away in a monastery before following Cortez to Mexico. The nuns taught her witchcraft, and in 1532, she burned the monastery and most of the nearby village to the ground. She then went to Mexico, where she murdered several hundred people, including her father. She declared herself a demon and went to hell, but the Order of the Fly refused to recognize her. (laughs) So she returned to Mexico to cause more trouble. Eventually, she grew bored, married Hellboy, and was killed. She returned to hell and probably did inspire Hellboy to kill Satan. I I love that. So we saw the little snake. Remember, the snake is there as he's entering the throne room. And then we see Yahoel. He really did command Prince Visago's 26 legions, though apparently he was very bad at it. Following a disastrous campaign against Duke Astaroth, Visago changed him into a toad and sent him to France to serve Jean Baguet and his daughters. The grotesque little dance he performed at their trials for witchcraft was seen as proof of their guilt and led directly to their execution. So remember the little demon was like, like, and they blamed me like I had something to do with it. And it's like, he did have something to do with it. Anyway, I thought that was hilarious. For all the wrapping it up and happy endings, this is so typical of a Hellboy universe book. It's wide open. I feel like you just read chapter one. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. It's because somebody could easily come by Kashi's old soul in that goat. Ed Gray had some gardening to do apparently at some point, so he's done. Koshi's walking around with a sword now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's powerful. There's all, and these guys are flying up. There's all kinds of stuff that could now take place. Like they have only set the stage. It's such remarkable storytelling. It since I since I was a a kid reading this stuff in in high school 
right? That's, I mean, that's when I first started reading Hellboy. I'm continually amazed. I'm going to be 49 in less than a month. (laughs) And I have yet to be anything but completely astounded by the way these books don't ever really end. And somehow they only give you like stage setting. There's no other way for me to explain it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved this little epilogue, and like you said, I mean, I just felt like, okay, well, there's a story there. What's going to happen with them? You know, are are we just meant to see that she finally got a happy ending, or are is this going to be something? You know, or I don't know, where are they going? And yeah, there are so many questions. I mean, it could be either one. You know, yeah. to be honest with you, I do also think that those witches thrown that were feeding Pluto, I think that they were trying to achieve demon status. Mm. I think that mm. I think they were being fed a line that they could come into some sort of power. If you're a witch in hell, what else are you really trying to do except rise through the ranks, right? right and be yeah. a full demon one day. And and so whereas the sister was a gateway, they were feeding Pluto. And so think about it. Pluto is still in the game. Yeah, he, he is. Plans he's still may have been there, dashed right. this time, but he still has motivation, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Knows? There's a great sketchbook section by Ben Stenbeck. Um, we get a lot of details. I like all the different axes. And um, we see kind of some of the designs of the little demon, you know, how he was making him really cute. And then we see the kind of Mignola version. Mignola's like, uh, he instead of standing, he hovers. But we don't really see his, we don't see his feet if he's really hovering throughout the whole thing. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, Jinx and Dean. Ben Stenbeck writes, in the first Witchfinder book, I drew a couple guys drinking in the foreground of a pub. And for some wonderful reason, Mike gave them an entire life beyond that panel. Mr. Dean and Mr. Jinx. Yeah, I kind of want to do an episode on them and just pull all the different times that they've appeared and talk about it and talk about them. I don't know. I that think would, that that, that might be fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Man, that was awesome. When Kashi the Deathless came out, I was like, this is the best trade that I've read all year. And then when this one came out, I was like, "This is now this is the best one of this year because uh, it was just incredible. I couldn't believe the amount that they crammed into those four issues. When the fourth one was coming out, I was like, there's no way this is the last one. They have so much that they need to do in this. And it's like they did all that and then more. And then in the trade pa- in yeah. the trade paperback, then they even add more to it. And it's just like, ah, they outdid themselves on this one. Uh, it's really just really amazing. interesting. I love that they call it in hell, like Hellboy in hell, but it isn't redundant. It isn't just more of the same. It's not just putting a character in place of Hellboy. It's an all new thing. It's so relevant to itself. It's amazing. And like, yeah, I mean, Hellboy is gone. Like I, they what have they left open for Hellboy? He never went through transformations. He just served his purpose all the way. I mean, at some points it was like, is he dead or is he not dead? How yeah. is he dead? But also sick. And then he ended. And that was that. And like they he was on a straight path to that. Whereas this whereas Kochi. I don't know. Yeah. It's like anything yeah. can happen now. It's a very anything interesting character. Yeah. That's awesome. Man, I'm so excited to hear what the listeners thought of this story. Great discussion, and I'm so glad to have you back on the show, Matt. That was uh, that was awesome. Yeah, I'm really nice. glad that you were able to join us to yeah. talk about this Thank one. Thank you. Um, because yeah, I was glad to be here. We had a great time talking about Acheron, and uh, uh, I was so glad to have this follow-up. And I was I thought it was great that they bundled it all together, too. Acheron and the Kashi and how the new yeah. epilogue. Just really amazing stuff. Well, make sure to go check out Matt over on the Letter Hack. Uh, check the show notes to subscribe. Yeah, Matt, thanks again. And uh, I'm excited to see what you do next. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And go back and look at that five-year anniversary comic I oh, did yeah, for you guys. Yeah. It's a one-pager, and you'll see all kinds of... Like, I was really trying my best to spoil this for you. <laughs> but you wouldn't have known that. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put a side-by-side comparison. That'll be great. Awesome. Oh, cool. <laughs> all right. And now, Aubrey's going to say all the things... All right, everybody. That was Kashi in Hell. That was a fucking wonderful story. And like Matt said, there was no wasted panels in any of it. I loved it. I want to hear what you thought. Send us a hey, you damn guys at hellboybookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hellboybookclub and on Facebook at hellboybookclubpodcast. And as always, you can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook about section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, thank you to Paul from Gotahan for the listener feedback theme. Thank you, Paul. Uh, thank you, Matt, for joining us. It's so great to see you here. So great to have you on again. We're seeing you in our mind's eye. We are. <laughs> <laughs> our theme music is provided by Only Beast. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. Every little bit helps. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. Everybody wants to be a book club member. Do it. Next week, we're going back over to Book Club Member Comics, and we're going to be reading Silver Surfer's issues 10 and 11, for real this time. (laughs) Uh, And then we'll be back here in another month for more Hellboy uh, Book Club stuff, and I'm not even going to tell you what it is, because I don't want you to get spoiled. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Uh, (laughs) uh, So you guys know what to do. Pull out those back issues, trades, digitals, omnis. Join us next week at uh, Book Club Member Comics, and join us next month over here at Hellboy Book Club Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm showing you all your deepest regrets and reassuring you that you can still make a new choice today. Uh, and following that, I'm Matt Strachbein. <laughs> and I'm Aubrey Loveless. I'm going to go wait behind some rocks over there. <laughs> See, I was going to do that, and then I saw you write that down, and I was like, he's picking that. i got to do a different thing. <laughs> <laughs>